is alive on 97.3. City 97.3. Accra. There can be no other 97.3. No need to change. Keep it tuned to City. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. City FM 97.3 Somebody give Jesus praise here Come on, give Jesus praise here Unleashing the power of Red of the This is City 97.3 All the Christians in this place have served Jesus exclusively given him praise that he's worthy this is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. I want you to join and sing with us if you know these songs. I want you to participate in the worship of tonight. This is to the glory of the King. And how many of you know he's coming soon? The City Breakfast Show, rise above the noise.
beautiful song fantastic atmosphere inspiring lyrics and how true behold he comes riding on the clouds says Hosanna uh, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord in whose name are you coming in whose name are you making that endeavor is it just in the name of fame in the name of money or popularity or there's a greater cause said Hosanna in the highest Hosanna to the son of David Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It's a powerful introduction of all the things you could do wherever you're going. Make sure you're going in the name. Not in your own name. Not in your own accomplishment. Not in your own strength. Yes, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So you can approach that project in the name of the Lord. You can approach that city in the name of the Lord. Maybe you're an expert in a new territory. As you get down from the plane, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. David said, you come to me with sword and spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord God of Israel, whose armies you have defiled. It's critical to know whose name you're coming in. Oh yes. There must always be a deeper meaning and a greater personality behind that which you do. Business has brought to you by ADB, offering you a variety of personal loans, including top-up loans at significantly reduced rates. Enjoy a longer term of up to six years. Call 0302-210-210 or 0302-224043. ADB, the People's Bank, truly a Greek and more. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise.
32, the news review is where we start off from, brought to you by Total Energies. Get the Total Energies specially formulated quartz engine oil with ART, a breakthrough innovation, ensuring optimal performance of your vehicle's engine, improving protection by up to 74%. Choose Total Quartz, keep your engine younger for longer. All right, so uh, those of you who are in the southern part of the country should uh, exercise caution because uh, it's, it's, it's raining and we're told it's going to rain for quite a bit. It's a slow type that just falls and falls and the clouds are just low and there's no sun. Yeah. And so just drive carefully, you know, because a lot, a lot of the, the crashes occur in bad weather. Yeah, and because... Over. Sorry, before that, because the streets are so poorly lit, um, you have to be very ex- extra cautious. And we know there are some roads that get filled with water mm-hmm. when it rains for a bit. So let's uh, let's be safe out there. Especially the safe, uh, you know the Tesano to Accra. Yes, and if you are coming to Accra, you know there's always some puddle of water somewhere. <coughs> it's yeah. not even that alone. The worst one is the Kasua to Tobu to, yeah, to Accra. Yeah, in fact, there's a part of that road which is impassable when it rains mm-hmm. because the silt was washed onto the road. Oh. It becomes muddy. Yeah, 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 so yeah. it's a lot of challenge, you know. So let's all be safe out there. Let's drive safe and mm. let's get to work on time. All right, Sky, good morning. Nathan. Good, good morning, man. Good morning, man. Good, you're ready for the show? Yeah, we are ready. Yeah, so that's the rain coming. Small, 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 small. But Charlie, it's deadly. The Chronicle says this morning Alan Cash affirms presidential ambition as market women pick up forms for him. Wow. Also, Baumia to launch campaign soon. Baumia is spotted here with, um, you know, Samia Uku and uh, the former Choice FM boss. What's his name? I forgot. Fred Owari, yes. And then Africa must protect its oceans and maritime life, according to our president. All right, the Daily Graphic has that story. Promoting responsible fishing, protecting of ocean vital. President Ekufado asserts at Blue Economy Summit. I seen North by election on June 27, so now we know. Graphic Business Access Bank SME Fair and Clinic in Kumasi today. Confanotti suspends two doctors for extortion and Domelevos leave unconstitutional. Mm. That's according to the Supreme 
court and on the back page vice president inaugurates house of chiefs building and preschool refurbishes children surgical recovery ward the Ghanaian times goes with the doma level story says doma level force uh, leave directive unlawful supreme court declares also we are told that proposed policies to protect oceans coming in from the president who is charging blue economy experts uh, to do that and then imf 3 billion ecf ghana must build strong economic financial buffers for economic shocks the iea is charging at government with that and sim card re-registration customers storm telcos offices to meet the deadline, we go and sit. Uh, the deadline is coming. Then we run and register. <laughs> Meanwhile, this is October 2021. Yeah. Anyway, Daily Guide says yeah. NDC's Quasin faces 10 years for perjury. I seen North by election June 27, according to the EC. Mm. Market Queens pick forms for Allen mm. and Dumelevo's forced leave unlawful. That's according to the Supreme Court. The new crusading guide has um, the headline you just read. Mm-hmm. The same headline. Market queens pick up forms, but the forms, no, I don't know. I don't know. They say pick for Alan. Yeah, pick what? yeah. They, they, Charlie, some way. The ink is not enough. <laughs> so they, they are doing have to rationalize the ink. <laughs> Believe he is capable of breaking the in for MPP. Okay. Also, something here that says businessman clarifies ISD land tussle. This story came in yesterday. a couple of days ago, and uh, or was it yesterday? And yep. they are now trying to give an update. And Nino Norte shakes Clolly. Clotty Clotty constituency with donations. Is it Clotty Clotty or Clotty Clotty Clotty? I think it's Clotty Clotty. No, I think it's Clotty Really? Really? I think they are right. Okay. Anyway, the Anchor newspaper says embattled non-formal education director resigns mm. but lobbying for contract extension mm. as education minister goes silent. Okay. This story has been running for the past <laughs> three months. The ministry is not responding, but the paper is still persistent. Suspicion over request for EC director CVs Mm. runs for Jampo, YEA, PRO, and DC Clash. I think we need to correct the impression that is being created. That the request is is just for for EC. No, it was a request to... And if you... It was a request for all all SOEs, right? You see... Is the EC and SOE? State agents. Okay, so SOE is an agency. Yes. So if you see, but for mischief purposes, it seems that it is now directed solely. Like the impression created is that because they are saying that is the easy one that concerns Uh them. You see, (laughs) so other so you are saying all the institutions, Mm -hmm. MPA, Uh bust everybody. Uh Then if NCCE. Well, that is uh, the memo that you know we, okay. we saw. That's what it says. So let's de- let's them. deal with that during the, the show. Okay. Uh-huh. Other stories. Uh, another tidal wave leaves one dead in Keta. Oh, Charlie. And Napo refutes trip to Monaco for Charlie, But newspapers too. Why do you just get up and write a story that the man has gone to Monaco to chop birthday? Meanwhile, the man is in Ghana. Charlie, why? We shouldn't be doing that. Uh-huh. And you see, we've read a story, so it's gone. So somebody has traveled to Iraq with that story in his head. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not, it's not fine. Tell it. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't do that. Like, like that, you know, like they said in one that the Lumba song. That's like, it. 
<laughs> I say, baby, I in say do no. Something like essentially saying that. The thing has written, what, what you see, what like if you destroy somebody, mm. the perception somebody takes away is gone. The person, once you try to correct it, there's the person is not there to hear the correction. I was there, and then they sent me the statement that ah, the minister mm. was in Accra. He didn't go to anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so how did they choose Monaco of all the countries in the world? <laughs> well, but they even published some story, some photograph, uh, you know, of, holding a glass of wine or something. Monaco. Yeah, you know. It's <laughs> Maybe you go come before the So we need the flight records, although you know it's possible to track all of those things. Today's modern world. So let's get that information. If it is actually true. Business finances, oceans, lifeblood of our planet. That's coming in from the president. And harnessing cultural assets key to tourism growth. The chief of staff quoted here. All right. The daybreak newspaper says Accra Commando under pressure as buildings pop up again at Ramsar site. Appoint deans of discipline, GES to directors. Baumia says, let's work together for peace in Boku. And EC fixes June 27 for a Sin North by election. All right. Uh, let's do the BNFT. Yes, the BNFT says, government grapples with rising yields on treasury market. Hmm. Ban on foreign cashew bias looms. Hmm. Opening SOEs up to private participation can invigorate capital markets. <clears throat> So, and the Seaboard CEO says, we are not opposed to gold for oil. Citynewsroom.com, a couple of stories on Asin uh, North. So, we know the date has been set for 27 June. Uh, NPP says they will win, according to Richard Ahiagba. Mm. But NDC is likely to retain the seat, according to uh, Polestar Global Info Analytics. In other stories, Domelevo uh, says, I won't take any action against presidency. This is in relation to the uh, judgment of the Supreme Court that came through. Personal bond orders to resume picketing at finance ministry today. And as you said, Alan uh, forms are picked up for him by market mm-hmm. queens. PURC mm-hmm. <laughs> justifies 18% rise in electricity tariff which took which takes effect today, the 1st of June. And so, and then we're also told that Supreme Court strikes out law that allowed government to impose restrictions during COVID-19. So today you have a lot of work to do. The Supreme Court has been very busy, so you have to be busy for us today. Now, if you go to myjohnline.com, Tano River more polluted than it was a year ago, according to reporter Erasmus Asari Donko. Dr. Pelpo says government is emboldening illegal miners. Meanwhile, Dr. Akenashikbe says IMF should ask government how it has managed natural resources. And then there's a very interesting story here. Doctor fired for prescribing ice cream and video games to a child with sore throat. Is it doctor do it? The doctor has been fired for prescribing ice cream and video games to a child with sore throat. I have yet, see, they should ask him yeah, why yeah, he yeah, prescribed yeah. those. This is not things. even in Ghana, so uh-huh. let's not. It's some uh-huh. story they just put from somewhere. Yeah, but in the Ghanaian, the, the graphic, there's a yes, story about two doctors, two doctors who've been who suspended. Yes, I'll, 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 I'll come to that. There's also a, doc, a big doctor story in the fourth estate where Hefra has launched investigations into two South Odoko clinics for employing quack midwives. They've actually been following this story for a while. They said regulatory bodies failed patients of South Odoko mm. Clinic because they were using unqualified people in a story they called the Quack Midwife. Mm-hmm. So the HEFRA, which is the uh, sort of the body that regulates health service providers, has begun investigations into the matter. City Business News, we are confident of inter-IMF conditions for fiscal consolidation, as Finance Minister. COPEC predicts marginal drop in first window of June. This is fuel pricing. And then ASEP pushes for research in Africa's energy sector. That story also making rounds on our business website. Let's get into the details of the stories. 
Okay, so let's start off with this story about um, the, uh, what do you call it, the Best, uh, Domelevo. Domelevo, yes, Domelevo, yes. yes. Daniel Yao, yeah. Domelevo. There's and a full interview on citynewsroom.com. Yeah, that's right. The story is on the front page of the Ghanaian Times, mm -hmm. and the details on page 12, and uh, Malik Suleimana says that by a unanimous decision, the Supreme Court yesterday declared that the decision by the President Danado Danko Ekufuado to ask Daniel Yao Domelevo to proceed on accumulated leave in 2020 is unconstitutional. Now, the panel presided over by Justice Nene Amegache again declared that the directive appointing Acting Auditor General Mr. Johnson Ikuyamua Asiedu when the Substantive Auditor General had not been removed is unconstitutional and null and void. Mm. Now, Nana Asante Bidietu, the Secretary to the President, signed the green letter addressed to Mr. Yao Domalavo on June 29, which instructed the former Auditor General to proceed on 167 days leave, starting from Wednesday, the 1st of July, 2020. Now, following the directive, Mr. Domalavo now retired, um, you know, went on leave and then there were issues. Um, yeah. The civil society organizations took the matter to court mm -hmm. and yesterday the uh, Supreme Court gave its judgment and held that um, you know, the directive was unlawful. What well, is actually unfortunate is the timing. Is the timing. Because you know, the uh, guy has already gone home yeah. and the damage so, has already been done. So exactly. basically you're saying your judgment is just academic. Yeah, now, I think our court should do... I know that there are, there are so many backlogs of cases. The backlog of cases is huge. Mm. And I know that, you know, every case has some priority. You know, but let's do well to be timeless in how... The, the man himself has been speaking. Mm. He has slammed the president for disrespecting the law. He, the, uh, speaking in an interview with Howard Drisu on CTTV's 2020 News, said he was disappointed that the president who prides himself as a human rights activist would breach the constitution with impunity. Then he says justice delayed is justice denied. The justices of the Supreme Court know better. From my point of view, it's better late than never. So from now on going, it will not be repeated on any constitutional body or any auditor general. So that's what makes me happy now. Seeing the Supreme Court, they've struck out a law that allowed government to impose restrictions on COVID-19. Again, mm -hmm. you can say, at least you can say the horse has bolted, but again, for precedent's sake <clears throat> and for future purposes, <clears throat> the Supreme Court has struck out the law that allowed the president to impose restrictions as part of the fight against the coronavirus pandemic. Mm -hmm. Now, the government at the height of the pandemic caused the legislation of the imposition of the Restriction Act, which gave power to the President to restrict human activity for the purposes of fighting the pandemic. Law Professor and Human Rights Advocate Kwajo Apiaje Etuya, mm -hmm. along with eight others, dragged the government to the Supreme Court. The applicants sued the Attorney General, claiming the directives pursuant to the Act, such as the closure of schools, restrictions of movements, were unconstitutional. Now, the Apex Court, in delivering <coughs> its ruling, described the Act as null and void, and essentially upheld the a plea or you can <coughs> say that the, the position mm -hmm. of the the nine can you call them appellants is, or what do you no 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 these are what? plaintiffs plaintiffs yeah. Charlie, this your law is heavy it's a lot of complications <laughs> plaintiff yeah. so yes two supreme court cases mm. nathan graphic uh, yes and quickly before you go let me just mention you know we've been talking about alternative punishment for people who yes, steal yes. minor minor yes, things yes. there's a story here on page three of the ghanaian times that says court cautions man to be of good behavior mm. now the jassy kind uh, or the circuit court in, in jassy kind has convicted a 16 year a 90 year old self-employed at tap prosper yao to sign a bond to be of good behavior for two years for stealing a 35 kilogram uh, bag of dried beans, um, you know, cocoa beans. He was now, what? He, he, so they they, 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 they convicted him. Okay. They, they cautioned him to be of good behavior. Yeah. For a bag of, a beans. bag of dried uh, cocoa, <laughs> cocoa beans. 
<laughs> so he would have gone for two years. Oh yeah, yeah like he would have slept inside small. Yeah. So we so they cautioned him. Yes, yes, yes. They should let him win. Yeah, you well, win the plot no, no, of the cocoa yeah, farm. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, they, yeah. No, they should like the way they do it. When we're in secondary school, uh, they will just point here, and point and say, they give you cutlass. Sometimes we touch light. Disco winning. Charlie, do we that night? Nathan, let's come to this. Anyway, page 16 of the Daily Graphics uh-huh. says, Confanochi suspends two doctors for extortion. Mm. Now, two doctors at the Confanochi Teaching Hospital in Kumasi have been suspended for mm. extorting money from patients. Mm. The two were each given a month's suspension without pay. While one has already served his suspension, the other will start from today. Um, this was disclosed by the CEO of the hospital, Professor Otre Yao Adai Mensa, okay. and he and he said this yesterday when he paid a courtesy call on the Asante Hene hmm. two four to two the second mm-hmm. at the Menshia Palace. The visit was to introduce himself and the management of the hospital to the Asante Hene since he assumed office six months ago. Meanwhile, on the health sector, quack midwife, how regulatory bodies failed patients of South Odoko clinics. And this is part one and two of a story where the fourth estate chronicled how an unlicensed midwife whose 30 year history hmm. of practice had resulted in the death of at least two babies within a year and the laissez attitude of owners of the facilities she worked in. In part three, they revealed how the new generation medical center mm-hmm. provided the greater courage now held directorate with four statistics about its operations. And the story basically says health sector regulators are designed to curtail quacks like Francisca Kui, who practiced midwifery for more than 30 years oh, wow. without any formal training. Should the law work as expected, the system should have stopped her from entering the health sector or fished her out within a short period of time. Wow. Now we're told the HEFRA, which is the regulatory body for health service mm-hmm. providers, has launched an investigation into two South Odoko clinics for employing quack midwives. The Registrar of HEFRA, Dr. Philip Bano, said the agency on Tuesday dispatched a team to the New Generation Medical Center where Ms. Kui worked for almost three decades mm-hmm. and the Adam Family Specialist Clinic where she found a new job after she was sacked from the former. I think, I think we need a body that should be responsible for checking. That's the body. It's called Hefra. They are yeah. there fully. They yeah, are. That, but if beyond, I even have an act. <coughs> beyond that, I'm talking about act a more eight general. Two nine. Uh, I'm talking about a more general institution. We don't need anything. We need people to check the need, People should do their work. You to shock you that when you go into the act, everything you are saying is inside already. You know, I understand that. What I'm saying is that it should go beyond merely the Let me read it to Section 15B of the Hefra Act allows HEFRA to deny the renewal of health facilities license if it has reasonable grounds to believe that the continued operation of the practice by the licensee <laughs> will create a risk to public health and safety uh-huh. or is indecent. That's and then if you go in, they talk a lot about the kind of people they can hire and things. Uh-huh. So, I, yeah, so I'm talking about a rigorous verification of what people claim they are. They should do their so if I come to you and say I have masters in ABC, yeah, but the, 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 no, the sector you are working for, so mm-hmm. you see, you can't have a general body. If you say you are a master's and you are in the educational sector, the people employed in the educational sector mm-hmm. should verify. If you are in the health sector, the health sector should check. See, it's so, sector specific. Uh-huh. If somebody says he's a lawyer, uh-huh. who will check if I'm a lawyer? Uh-huh. It's the general legal counsel. Uh-huh. You see, well, uh, with the, the way I'm thinking, I think we are saying the same thing, except that mm-hmm. we are, you, are, you are trying to, you know, pigeonhole it. Mm. I want a, an umbrella body so that you can come to me and say verify no, this. No, but you won't get it because they will pay more salary to the people. We don't want. <laughs> yeah. We don't want anything like that. Let's do politics. Yes. There's the story here that says Alan Cash affirms presidential ambition. Mm-hmm. Alan Cash. <laughs> 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 Tell me, Alan Cash. Alan Tremantia, Nayenimo. 
The story by Max Olofori says former minister for trade and industry Alan Kojo Chermanting yesterday yeah. officially joined the race to contest in the November presidential primary of the New Patriotic Party. Yeah, yeah. Now, the nomination form was picked up on his behalf by uh, a group of market queens mm -hmm. from the Ashanti and Greater Accra regions who, on their own volition, embarked on that journey for him. Now, the group members, uh, numbering about 30, mm -hmm. were dressed in beautiful traditional clothes and mm -hmm. regalia to depict their stat uh, status as queens. Now, they introduced themselves as leaders of the various uh, traders' association in the Kumasi Central Market, as well as here in the mm -hmm. uh, Greater Accra and Tema markets. Mm -hmm. Now, it goes on to say the group said they were up or they were made up of... Uh, uh, tomato sellers, mm -hmm. fish sellers, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh -huh. pepper, pepper sellers, <laughs> onion sellers, and a host of other items hey, sold at the market. Charlie, these are the ordinary people, yes. the people we, yeah, yeah. So, Alan say he started, and now also we're told that Baumia is to start, um, he will uh, launch his campaign soon, exactly. Again, the st same story, uh, the same gentleman who same wrote one. the the Alan story uh, says that the vice president, <coughs> Dr. Mahmoud Bamiya, mm -hmm. officially launched his uh, campaign this month, the Chronicle has launched. Now, though the exact date and location uh, for the much-awaited uh, outdooring are yet to be announced, information indicates that it will be uh, in a few days um, mm -hmm. after filing uh, his nomination uh, papers. Uh, and they say that that will happen in, in, in two weeks or so. Now, the Chronicle has also reliably guarded that the vice president's campaign launch mm -hmm. may happen in either Ashanti mm -hmm. or central region okay on a weekend so he announced the presidential you know effort that he wants to put up in uh okay. region. You, i don't know whether that was the official that announcement i think that the, the journalist just managed to get a scoop uh -huh, yes because so, i think he was walking away from the program mm -hmm. and i think you know sometimes you can approach a, a politician yeah. and then say the, so. yeah, yeah because he didn't officially announce it yeah yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. you know the journalist got a good scoop yeah, yeah that's right so that's good if, for us if you go to our north mm -hmm. two stories related to that constituency one that says the by-election is set for june 27 mm -hmm. and the electoral commission has given us a date finally mm -hmm. now following james jachi Quayson's, um removal let me put it that way mm -hmm. from the seat and, mm -hmm. and following the declaration of the seat being vacant mm -hmm. the by-election is now set but the question seems to be facing some other legal issues because mm -hmm. the daily guide on that same page uh, page three is saying that he's facing up to 10 years imprisonment in hard labor if found guilty uh, convicted and sentenced for the charge of perjury mm. and other criminal charges leveled against him by the office of the attorney general all right let me take you to napo energy minister denies celebrating birthday in monaco story says the spokesperson for the minister dr opoku prempe kofi uh, abrefafina has denied claim that the minister celebrated his 55th birthday in monaco in a press release mr abrefafina said the media publication was quote a total fabrication unquote and that dr prempe was in on his birthday in fact he says that the minister attended a meeting of the economic management team on that day so i think that can be verified but where is he now i don't know on the 23rd of may which marked the 55th birthday of dr poku Prempe, i think the fact was that he said he celebrated his birthday outside and the guy said he was <laughs> no, in Ghana. He, let's try and... no let's not shift the question to where is he. no the question is not where he's in now the, the story didn't say that <laughs> today is today is first june the story didn't say that he's in uh, monaco first june the story said he wrote top birthday 
what this the story say that he celebrated his birthday yes. his birthday the exact yes. day yes outside the country or he celebrated his birthday outside there are two different things so well, can you repeat that, that? The, if the, you say you, you you would have celebrated your birthday in uh, other words you deferred celebration ah uh, so yeah so i say oh Charlie, this, i don't know the, the, the so, so okay, paper, what is the story report that day <laughs> so no the story actually emerges yesterday yes that's what uh-huh. i'm saying so do you have the story that what where he celebrated his birthday story um no but it was um it was one of the papers even though the anchor yeah. if you remember what the paper the, said i don't the, know the refi- mm, the refi- okay. but it go- the anchor gives details of the full statement signed by kofi all right let me give you this a, you one know, before okay so here's the story uh, mm-hmm. it's on ghana web and it says that dr matthew poku minister for energy a member of parliament for Mensha south constituency is said mm-hmm. to have taken a private aircraft from dubai to monaco on the uh, french rivera uh, to celebrate his 55th birthday mm. now this uh, was noted in a daily guide yes you know article uh, so published the daily guide on, yeah, the so daily the daily guide, guide. so you, should, you know there's some trouble so between. you know what let's get the daily guide mm-hmm. because now this this website is reporting yeah what the what daily guide uh-huh. said. so let's get the original story uh-huh. be that as it may mm-hmm. the spokesperson says that's on the birthday, he was at EMT. Yes. So okay. for now, let's take it there. Mm-hmm. Veteran actor Kofi Ajalolo pays glowing tribute to the late Amata Edu. And I'm sure you heard this yesterday yeah, that uh, Christiana Ama Edu, born 23rd March 1942, died at the age of 83 Wednesday morning after a short illness. She championed the cause of Africa, dedicated her literary work and activism to shedding light on injustice faced by Africans both on the continent and in the diaspora. Her piercing writings reflected a deep understanding of the historical context and systemic factors that perpetuate racial inequality and exploitation and ever since news of her death was announced through a family statement many prominent people have paid tribute to her and Kofi Ajololo speaking to ghanaweekend.com said that he was distraught another great pan-africanist and african intellectual has fallen her books include that of other great african intellectuals and he basically said that uh, Amata Edu stands tall in the pantheon of thinkers from Africa. Okay. I wanted to end with the Thank ice cream you. story. Oh, the doctor <laughs> prescribing ice. This story is on my journal. I don't know whether tomorrow we'll issue a statement to say it's not true. A Brazilian doctor recently lost his job after allegedly prescribing chocolate ice cream and video guy. game to a nine-year-old with a sore throat and flu-like symptoms. <laughs> on May 18, Priscilla da Silva Ramos, a 37-year-old mother from Osasco, mm-hmm. In Sao Paulo, took her nine-year-old child for a checkup at a state-owned clinic mm-hmm. after he started feeling sick and vomiting. Mm-hmm. She claimed that the doctor there was very unprofessional, asking her if she looked at her child's throat, but not bothering to do it himself. Instead of actually examining the minor, the unnamed doctor allegedly started writing a prescription for the drugs, <laughs> like amoxicillin, ibuprofen, diprone something something and something something, <laughs> as well as ice cream and daily sessions <laughs> of gaming. <laughs> he, he started writing a prescription without explaining my examining my son without looking at his throat without examining his chest without anything the outraged mother said <laughs> then asked then he asked my son if he liked ice cream he said yes he asked if chocolate or strawberry my son said chocolate <laughs> but i never imagined that he wrote ice cream on the prescription but he did prescribe ice cream and daily sessions of the mobile phone gave free fire <laughs> So that is just to help with the taking of the medication. Because if you add ice cream to Amazon, how do you take cold ice cream? I don't know what Amazon does, though. The, the hair fry in Brazil should get this much. The hair fry. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. City Business News next. Brought to you by MTN and Goyle.
Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of the City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, cost of doing business expected to go up from today following decision by the Public Utility and Regulatory Commission to approve new tariffs across board for all consumer groups. Also, government confident of meeting International Monetary Fund's conditionalities for fiscal consolidation and its quest to revive the alien economy. The details. The cost of doing business is expected to go up from today, June 1, following the Public Utilities and Regulatory Commission PURC's decision to approve new tariffs across board for all consumer groups. The PRC in an earlier statement said the decision was taken after a review for the second quarter of 2023. It also disclosed that the increase in the new, the next adjustment window may be required taking factors such as exchange rates, the rising cost of fuel and gas, inflation and the availability of natural gas. It further explained that a decision was taken to balance the prevention of extended power outages and the adverse implications on jobs and livelihoods while minimizing the impact of rate increases on consumers. Moving on, government has stated that it is certain of meeting the International Monetary Fund IMF's requirement for fiscal consolidation in its quest to ensure economic recovery. The IMF in its report on Ghana's Quest for a $3 billion extended credit facility attributed Ghana's economic challenges to weak domestic revenue mobilization efforts. The fund also noted that key policies under the authorities' program include large and front-loaded fiscal consolidation to bring public finances back on a sustainable path, complemented by efforts to protect the vulnerable. Ken Oferiata made the revelation when he spoke at the Capital Market Days event organized by the MTN Group in South Africa. We came into government, you know, actually inherited an IMF program, supposed to take three or four years, and uh, within two years and a little, uh, we exited that. Um, so our capacity to do that is very clear to us. I, I think this is an existential crisis. We just brought things um, to a head, and that's where we are. Where uh, we are. Um, so in terms of the confidence um, to be able to ensure that we follow through um, with what we've agreed with the IMF, um, the post-COVID um, program for economic growth is our program in which then um, the funds, um, structural benchmark, etc., were around that, and, and we believe that we can uh, we can do it because we've done it before. And the numbers, um, 2017 to 2020, suggest the type of trajectory that we're on until these incidents um, that occurred. Um, so uh, very confident about what we have to do these 18 months. Ken Oferiata also revealed that the government has made some progress with workers on management of their pensions funds. 
And we still have to work and with the pension funds. We have about 29 billion. And really to let them know that it's not in their best interest to be in government paper. 70% of their money is in government paper, and we need to change that. We also need to get them to use some of their resources in real investments, um, like toll roads, uh, airports, um, housing, you know, urban transportation, uh, which happens around the globe. So that's a new thinking, and we hope that will come um, to the same place. Uh, but we did agree with them uh, find ways to ensure that sustainability and help of macroeconomic stabilization um, and the economic recovery. Of course, that has been interpreted differently uh, from what we believe uh, to be the spirit of it um, to what is. But I think we are making headway in those discussions. We also have uh, independent power projects. So through December of last year, it's about $1.6 billion that we owed. I imagine um, through May, by the time we finish with the discussions, it will be about $2 billion uh, in which we need to find ways um, of ensuring that going forward uh, we'll be able to pay them regularly, but somehow find a way to restructure uh, this $1.6 billion. That was the Minister of Finance, Ken Ofuyata. Now, members of the Pension Bondholders Forum will today resume picketing at the Finance Ministry following the failure of government to pay their matured coupons and principles. Three weeks ago, the pensioners held a similar protest demanding the payment of coupons and principles. Following a meeting between the Ministry and the Pensioner Bondholders, the group suspended the action with the promise that all outstanding coupons will be paid while discussions about principal payments continue. Two weeks after the suspension of the protest, the government has failed to engage the pensioners on the way forward on their principles, with four coupons also outstanding. Away from that, the Chief Executive Officer of the Chamber of Telecommunications, Engineer Ken Ashibe, says persons who face genuine challenges while registering their SIM cards should reach out to the National Communications Authority, NCA, for assistance. Wednesday, May 31, was a deadline for the SIM card re-registration exercise and over 9 million subscribers who failed to register their cards have had their SIM cards permanently blocked by the NCA. Engineer Ken Ashibe said the NCA recognizes that some persons, through no fault of theirs, were unable to complete the exercise and has therefore made provisions for such persons. There are also some concerns about a few people who, through no fault of theirs, cannot register. So that includes uh, people who might have applied for the Ghana card, have not received it. So the NCA had put this thing out long ago, that if you have any reason why you couldn't register, you needed to contact the NCA on all their channels that they have. And then if you then make your case, they would look at it and then would be able to direct the telcos. It's only the NCA that can decide that uh, for a certain reason, the Kenneth, you know, Shika, your numbers should not be barred from. So the only alternative anybody would have as we speak is to be able to call the NCA and then provide the evidence to the reason why you cannot do your registration. Otherwise, you will not have access to voice uh, calls, you don't have access to uh, text messages, you will not have access to data services, and your mobile money will be back. You have, you have about close to 200 million uh, CDs on these uh, accounts that potentially could be impacted. And so what? 
Engineer Ken Ashigbe is the Chief Executive Officer of the Chamber of Telecommunications. To some other news, the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, Ghana, COPEC, is calling for a full-scale audit to be launched into the power and energy industry to ascertain the veracity of the current debt level of the sector. This comes at a time when the Public Utility Regulatory Commission, PRC, has increased electricity tariff by 18.3% and has since indicated of a further increment any time soon to help defray outstanding debt of the Electricity Company of Ghana. In an interview with City Business News, the Executive Secretary of the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, Dankanamwa, questioned backlog of debt recorded in the past sector. It is quite baffling how Ghanaians continue to be asked to pay more for power every now and then, only to wake up and then you are told we still owe as a country uh, huge sums of money, in excess of 20 billion uh, Ghana City to the independent power producers. One wonders where the monies we all pay uh, through ECG to be used to pay for services that the IPPs have rendered. One wonders where these monies go. Is it really being given to them? Or they collect the monies, then people decide to do whatever they want to do with the money. That was the Executive Secretary of the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, Duncan Amwa. Now on the interbank foreign exchange market where banks trade among themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at 10 cities 98 pesos. The British pound is selling at 13 cities 60 pesos. It recorded no price change. The euro lost 7 pesos and is selling at 11 cities 70 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus in the capital, the dollar is selling at 11 cities 80 pesos, while the British pound is selling at 14 cities and the euro is going for 12. 12 cities, 50 pesos. Let's now join Mac Jordan Sikarnati of Databank for the latest update on the bonds market. Market activity in government of Ghana bonds was positive in the first two sessions of this week, with a total volume traded of 67.5 million Ghana cities. The new bonds continue to drive market activity, accounting for over 90% of the market turnover in both sessions. The Databank bond index advanced to 80.16 points, with an average yield to maturity of 13.4%. On the primary market this week, the Ghanaian Treasury seeks to raise 2.08 billion Ghana cities to cover estimated maturities worth 1.98 billion Ghana cities. The auction will focus on the 91-day and the 182-day bills. That was Mark Jordan Sikarnati of Data Bank, and that's it for the breakfast edition of the City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. I'm Nashika Caesar. Have a good business day. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. City Business News was brought to us by MTN with MTN and MCOPA device finance. You can now buy a sleek and trendy smartphone and enjoy the luxury of paying in amazing easy daily, weekly or monthly installment plans. Walk to any of our service centers in Accra, Central, Achimota, Dansoman, Medina, Tudu or Circle and choose your favorite from a wide range of mobile phones on offer. 
the best part is all phones come with two gig free data so you can share your pictures and get all the biggest scoops online for the first six months after purchase kickoff is next brought to us by lesheho for over a decade we've been supporting investment goals of our customers with attractive solutions with easy access to track your funds we offer flexible deposit products for 91 day a 182 day and 365 day open a fixed deposit account now call us on 057-770-700 lesheho savings and loans a trusted safe haven for your investments and the news is also brought to you by Shell Helix, specially designed to bring out the best in your engine, protecting it from wear and tear and providing the performance and power needed to give you the best ride every time. Visit your local Shell station today and experience the difference for yourself. of his next and the man Gabi your face in the hot seat good morning hi, hi Bernard good morning how you doing I'm good what are the big stories well in the headline Sevilla champions of the Europa League a record extending seven title for the Spanish side also Ghana and Nigeria renew rivalry in the final with the waffles on BU20 tournaments the Black Princesses are true after beating Burkina Faso in Kumasi yesterday we've got reactions coming up in a bit then in tennis Serbian top C Novak Djokovic joined world number one Carlos Alcaraz in the French Open third round as a pair remain on course for a semi-final meeting in Paris Well, my name is Gabby Ophel. Let's set to for the details now. We'll start with some reactions from the Black Stars call-up. Well, Executive Council member of the Ghana Football Association, Dr. Randy Abbey, says the exclusion of local players from Chris Uting's latest 24-man Black Stars squad for the 2023 AFCON qualifier against Madagascar should not be a significant cause for worry. Now, despite Uting's diligent observation of the Ghana Premier League throughout the season, None of the players from the local scene were selected. Dr. Randiabi believes that the Black Stars' technical team's presence at the different uh, uh, league centers is not to identify talent for the senior national team, but also for the other national teams in a broader sense. What I even know about coaching is that sometimes uh, when they monitor uh, the league, it's probably not just for the Black Stars. I mean the senior team. It could be for the team B, they could, they could even make recommendations for the other national teams. They could see a talent. Maybe he might not be black star level at the moment, but uh, if they check his uh, stats and perhaps he fits into under 20, under 70, under 23, they could make those recommendations. If um, the player also is somebody who they would want to uh, take a second look at uh, within the context of the black stars they'll do so if there's a player who they think has potential and they must continue to monitor his progress they will do so so i think that sometimes we should not expect that because we have seen them uh, then um, at all costs there must be a player i i think that they want to succeed and uh, for them um, if the players who help them succeed play in ghana or any part of the world they will definitely give them the opportunity all right, so you had Dr. Randy Abbey, he's the executive council member of the Ghana Football Association, speaking to uh, City Sports. There, well, away from that, chief executive officer for Bofokatano, uh, they got promoted into the Premier League. His name is Alexander Babio. Uh, he's expressed or described the season as a challenging one despite securing promotion to Ghana's top fly league for the first time in 16 years. Now, their qualification marked 
a significant achievement for the club. We suffered relegation after uh, the 2006-2007 campaign. In an interview with City Sports, he expressed his excitement at guiding the team back to the division and also stated that there are plans to restructure the technical team and also beef up the squad in a bid to be competitive for the new season. Yeah, right now we have to do some recruitment. We have to get in about uh, five to six players. We add them to our team and then our technical team too have to be prepared. We have to get in a, a new coach because our coach is a Lancet B coach who cannot uh, coach the Premier League. So we have to get in a new coach. And apart from that, the management too have to come together with the board of directors to raise some funds to support the team by paying our players' salaries and other things so that we can move the team forward. When we put up those uh, when we put up these measures, I think we can stay in the Ghana Premier League. All right, so you had CEO for Bofokwatano, Alexander, I will be speaking to City Sports there. So next uh, attempt for the GPL sector. Um, well, let's do some women's football now. Ghana, uh, they beat Burkina Faso by three goals to one. Uh, the Barbara Sports Stadium, Kumasi yesterday. Stella Nyamiche, Sussex Amea, and also Faiza Seidu are getting their goals for the Black Princesses. Let's hear from Black Princesses head coach, Yusuf Bazigi. This is a new team I'm building. And... Um Putting them together, in fact, uh, could not just be uh, a nine-day wonder. Um, we need to have patience and then prepare the team um, to be a winsome team. Because I'm looking at the constructions of uh, their ball transition from uh, defense, midfield, and then attack. But it looks like uh, the finishing is now the problem. So it means that is the only area I have to work, even though. I have uh, some few lapses at the defense, which I need to augment very well. All right, so that's Black Princess's head coach, Yusuf Bazigi, speaking then. So Nigeria, they beat Benin by three goals to zero in the other semi-final class. So the final is set, uh, Ghana v Nigeria on Saturday at the Barbara Sports Stadium. That should be tasty. Let's now head to the Puskas Arena for that final between Sevilla and Ezruma. Anthony Taylor orders a retake and Montiel stares at the prize. Sevilla again and again and again. Once more, the trophy is Andalusia bound. Seven times in 18 years, the prize is their property. Jose Mourinho is beaten in a European final for the first time ever. 20 years since his first triumph with Porto in Seville. It is Sevilla who finally stain his immaculate record. It simply belongs to him. It simply belongs to them. It is a part of Sevilla. This is their happy habit. It is a Rohi Blancos routine. In 2023, the Europa League trophy is going back home. Nobody loves it like Sevilla. All right, so history for Sevilla. A record extending seven title as they beat Jose Marino's room on penalties after a drab 1-1 draw in Budapest. The Spanish side have now won all seven of their finals they've played in in the competition. What this victory means is that they have qualified for next season's Champions League despite finishing outside the top of four in the La Liga. Let's hear from Jose Luis Mendiliba, the Sevilla manager, after the victory. 
well, uh, winning the Europa League after uh, these few games with Sevilla, it's not bad. I've got everything to thank. Uh, you know, I want to thank my lads for everything they've done for our club. Uh, I want to thank the club for bringing me here. I want to thank the fans, you know, for everything they've done for coming over here and for for supporting us. And of, and of course, they're bringing home the prize of their cup, or the trophy. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that we won. I'm happy uh, for the club that that were struggling when when we arrived and we've seen we've done something uh, great and something good for the club. Well, super excited for uh, Jose Luis Mandeleba. He's the manager for Sevilla. Well, Azuma head coach Jose Marino says his players deserved more in the final against Sevilla. But I want to say this. My players deserve more and I deserve more. And I want to fight to deserve more, to get more. I'm a bit tired of being a coach, a manager, a communications man, of being the face that says we have been robbed. I'm tired of all this. But I want to stay with, if the conditions to give more are there, we won't be playing the Champions League next year. That's good news. It might seem a little paradoxical somehow, but it is a good news because we are still not a team that is worthy of the Champions League. All right, so that's Azuma manager Jose Moreno speaking there. So five reps in next season, ZFA Champions League. Now away from that, former Arsenal defender William Galas has dismissed any hope of his old club contending for the Premier League title next season due to their lack of mental strength and character. Despite coming close this season, Galas, he played for Arsenal from 2006 to 2010, highlighted their failure to capitalise on spending a record-breaking 248 days at the top of the league. Now, Arsenal ultimately finished five points behind champions Manchester City after a late-season slump, while Galas has a history of criticising the club and was stripped off captaincy in 2008. I don't think so. I think this season was their best chance to, to win the Premier League. They were so close and they make, for me they make too many mistakes. Maybe not strong enough uh, in their mind. Maybe no few experienced play, players because sometimes you need experienced players, especially in, in some games. You have to win and uh, personality you know i think you know against liverpool uh, when they draw at downfield uh, west ham when they draw there southampton at home you know you need uh, personality uh, players and they didn't have that personality players at, at that moment all right so that's a former arsenal defender william Gallas speaking uh, there. Well, Diego Dalot, he signed a new five-year contract at Manchester United. A Portugal fullback has agreed terms of a new deal that will keep him at Old Trafford until June 2028 with the option for another year. The 24-year-old has shared the right-back duties with Aaron Wan-Bissaka this time, making a total of 42 appearances ahead of the FA Cup final against Manchester City at Wembley this Saturday. Wrapping up with some tennis updates and Serbia's Novak Djokovic, uh, he's bidding for a men's record 23rd major single titles he beat Martin Fuxove 6-7-6-6-0 number one. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz also earlier beat Japan's Taro Daniel 6-1-3-6-6-1-6-2.
to more updates later in our subsequent bulletins. That's all the latest for today. For more stories, you can head to citysportsonline.com. Then later, join us at 10 p.m. on City TV for the uh, City Sports Roundup. My name is Gabby Ofer. Take care and bye-bye. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 735 97.3 CDFM One disadvantage of being on radio is that you don't know that it's raining So you are just sitting in the studio It's not like, you know, on a, in our TV studio you can actually see the rain You can actually see the rain So it's a really different feeling It's, it's so exciting to know what's happening outside <laughs> Yeah, you can but only imagine. You can't, yes. The way our radio studio is set up, we can't can get to imagine. see outside. Yeah. I, I want before I come to you know, this morning there are a number of things I need to do. I first need to celebrate some birthdays that I've been sent. Uh we are the month of May is over, we are in the month of June. And the people of June want to show that they are they are very powerful because they've sent a lot of birthday messages. 
So I'm just going to run through a few of them. Uh, happy birthday to Mrs. Ernestina Kwaku, business development manager uh, of Felling Insurance Brokers from her colleagues. And happy birthday to uh, my dearest queen, Mrs. Wilhelmina Boy Ampa, alias my heart of Republic Bank Takrade, from your husband, Mr. Ampa, and the lovely children. It's a long message, but uh, I don't have all the time this morning. So to Mrs. Wilhelmina Boy Ampa, <clears throat> happy birthday to you from Mr. Ampa. To Mrs. Gifty Koko Lakai, is it Koko or Koko? Koko Lakai, CEO of Grace Has Found Us Limited. You turn 50 today from charity and the staff of Grace Has Found Us. They want you to know you are loved and appreciated. May God continue to raise you. Enjoy today. But today's the birthday of one of June's finest and the sweetest soul ever, Ernestina Ophebia Ahin uh, Mensa, business development manager of Felling Insurance Brokers. A hard-working, selfless, and benevolent soul. On the occasion of your birthday, we wish you all the goodness life has to offer. Happy birthday, Ophelia! Uh, usually, when you send me a birthday message on my phone, please add your name so that we can properly acknowledge you. Because sometimes we put them in a pool and we don't really know where it's coming from. So mm-hmm. forgive us. Happy dearest birthday to David Osu Mensa of Compassion International. Myself, the kids, Papa Iyao and Ohima are so thankful to the Lord for your life. And also to my brother from Kone Elvis Tetete of Compassion Ghana. Happy birthday, bro. Enjoy the blessings of the season from Emilia Mamli Osum of the Tema Michelle Camp area. Also wishing Dr. Abna Engman, Dean of Students and Community Affairs, Academic City University, a glorious happy birthday. She's been an amazing big sister. May the Lord continue to bless her and keep her for us. From Mr. and Mrs. Bequin to Dr. Abna Engman, Dean of Students, Academic City. Happy birthday to my dear husband and friend, Frederick Nyameke. Nyameke. May this new year bring more blessings, prosperity and joy from your wife and the boys, Nathan and Keegan. We love you and appreciate all you do from Martha Nyameke. And to the star of my show, Tatiana Jijom Jirasa, wishing divine guidance and protection. Charlie, the birthday is menu. Happy birthday to my brother and friend, Meshak Adabla, who is celebrating his birthday today. May the good Lord continue to bless you with the gift of life in good health and wealth. Wow. Let me... Oh, you want to add more? Yes. Let me, this is very, very special. If I don't do this one, I can't go back to the answer, man. Is it? So, uh, <laughs> what's today's date? Oh. First June. First June. Yeah. So, so the people, they tried so hard to do the thing. Yeah, they can't. Let me just before. Then as one people kill me. So, yeah. a big, big, big birthday wishes to the man we call Last One. Mm-hmm. Last One. What? Yes. Ahuda. Shadrach Ajetesoa. Okay. Okay. Uh, of Golden Star Resources, but he's also the patron of Friends of Dan Soman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, a man who has set himself out to help a lot of residents of Dan Soman. He's done a lot in the mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Today's his birthday, so a lot of the guys say, I should say thank you and a happy birthday to Shadrach Ajetesoa, aka right. Last One. <laughs> and the June birthdays keep pouring in. Ben, today's my son's birthday. Please wish him Aram Kwame Ansa Jr. God bless you, son. Wishing you the best again. You didn't add your name, but I'm sure your son knows who, who is this person. Yeah. And then also, let me do belated happy birthday um, to 
didem or didem nairam kojo jasa mm-hmm. um your mom and dad are celebrating you for turning seven All and right. they wish that you will rise to the zenith of life and mm. impact the world mm. in a truly positive and transformational way it's coming mm. in from mommy um and daddy uh jidudu and paul jasa and this one is for hey, my good friend Belosida. he's just chopping love so he says that he wants to send birthday wishes to Wendy Haruna of the Ghana Immigration <coughs> Service, expressing the immense gratitude I feel for the way you have cared for me. It's a challenge since no words can fully capture it. I sincerely hope you relish every moment of your special day. My queen, did you see that viral video of the couple who got married in the rain last yes, week or yes, last yes. two weeks? That was that was Velocida oh, <laughs> and uh, I see. Wendy. I see. So they, I are, see. they are two weeks old as a married couple. And he's wishing <laughs> a happy birthday today. But that, you didn't see that video. Which one? There was a viral video two weeks ago of a married couple. It was raining. It rained last two weeks Saturday. Yes, I think it was one. And they stood in the rain to deliver their vows. That shows that yes. they, are, they are serious it about. It is Bello and about, his wife about, about life. <laughs> All right, let's just add a few more. Happy birthday to Teddy Osei Bonsu of BOG, wishing him the best in the days ahead from Frida and Gifty. Wow, so the, the people of June are trying very hard to show Catch us that. After they wanted to enter the That's May, it. but the May no be. So. <laughs> but no, no, also, but it's lovely to have all these beautiful birthdays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And another one, my good friend, uh, Paul Ajimai. Mm-hmm. Huh. He says today is his mother's birthday. Mm-hmm. says for Stina Jumo, okay. a.k.a. Coach. If somebody calls his mother coach there. I can see Ajima is a fantastic footballer. <laughs> Happy birthday and may God grant her all her heart's desires. Oh, so wow. I think go to his mother, Faustina Ajua Jumo. All right, a few more coming in. Happy birthday from Lucky Leve to Zanetto Ajeman Rawlings. Oh, today, today is the birthday of oh, the MP4. Uh, now, I don't know what to say, Kole Klote. I'm told that when you mention the constituency, it's Kole Klote. When you mention the, uh, the district, it's Klote Kole. So, Zanetto Ajeman Rawlings, happy birthday to you. Uh, happy belated birthday to uh Fui Dawson yesterday you turned five mommy says you are a gift and a blessing 
coming in also from your sister Kukui to you. And also a special birthday today. Yes, the president of the Ghana Football Association is celebrating his birthday today. Um, Edwin Simon Ket Okroku. Mm-hmm. I like the way you mentioned his name. Yes, everything. <laughs> today is your birthday. Uh, Edwin Simon Ket, Ket Okroku. How does a man have three English names? He's actually Simeon. Simeon. Yes. You want to say Simon or Simeon? So, Simeon. Edwin Simeon. Ket Edwin Simeon Okroku. Three? Three? Yeah. Hey, yeah. is it fancy or what? <laughs> no, it's proper gamma. Edwin Simeon Kett, <laughs> Charlie, Edwin. Yeah. President of the Football Republic. The man, the man responsible wow. for the whole Kabudo. Edwin <laughs> Simeon. So, uh, do you have do you have Simon and Simeon though? The E and the I. Yeah. Do you know the difference? You say the, the biblical meaning. The Bible quiz. The, the, the biblical. So, who was Simeon and who is Simon? Don't do this to me. No, so, I think Simon is the. Uh, the first name of Peter, yes, and then Simeon, Simeon is the son of Jacob, Reuben Simeon. Simeon. So Simeon is Old Testament, Simon, Simon but you know, Peter Paul saw. <laughs> no, that was some character in the TV theater, ah. Peter Paul saw. Oh, you don't remember? <laughs> no, that TV. Oh, no. But it's I quite, think it was Solomon Sampa or Freda Mugi or somebody, but it's quite thing. the progression. From Peter, Peter Paul saw. to Paul, and then so no, it's saw. actually a regression. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a TV theater they used to show this guy called Peter Paul. So I, there was an episode that I remember so well. That was the first time I saw some Ajiti few. Okay, he was acting and he was an assassin. Hey. Yeah, he and was hired to do a hit. Yeah, yeah, to do a hit on somebody. <laughs> so there's Peter Paul. So no, but I think again for me, Solomon Sampa was such a great person to mm. see. The way he looks. <laughs> You know, so when Sampa had this like which is guy's Sakura hair. Yeah, with the beard. He has some beard. And then he, Charlie, he had there was another eyes. There was another actor. Godfrey, you remember I mean you are you are very familiar uh, with Solomon the Sampa. first police officer that came out. What's right? the guy? The movie. What's the guy? Godfrey, you remember? Which police one? officer one. Yes. The one that your very good friend yes, Godwin died. Godwin, yeah. There was one guy who was part of the bad guys. Scary looking dude, bald head with a beard. Charlie, he didn't even say anything in the movie. He just looked he looked fierce. Scary. No, but Solomon Sampa was a great actor. Charlie, he looked funny. All right, now let's get into a few things. We'll be breaking down two big Supreme Court declarations. One on the COVID restrictions. We'll do basic law. which is Sky and Co. will be giving us some insights into that one. There's also an interview with Daniel Adamelevo in a victory which you can say the horse is bolted, but it's still significant because that means that future presidents would be prevented from so doing. So deal do, do with those two issues. Today we'll also be speaking to the uh, body that's collecting property rates. They were here a few months ago to talk about a collaboration between local assemblies and the um, GRA to collect property rates. We'll talk about how that's happening so you can know whether those who are in your house to collect property rates are the right people or not. But today, 1st June, is World Milk Day. Hooray! Established by the UN to celebrate the importance of milk as a global food in the dairy sector. Dano Milk, your nutritious instant powdered milk, will celebrate this day by reaffirming our commitment to providing our cherished consumers in Ghana with high-quality, tasty, and nutritious milk products. Join us in the celebration as we give you up to 20,000 packs of hot breakfast beverages enriched with Dano Milk from the 1st to the 3rd of June. Dano Milk is fortified with vitamins A and D and enriched with natural source of important nutrients such as protein, vitamin B12, and iodine for your nourishment. Dano Milk, go for it. 
At Imperial General, we believe your insurance experience should be memorable. When you insure with us, you have the peace of mind to focus on what matters to you because we will be there for you when the unexpected occurs. Our newly introduced travel insurance policy, the Imperial Travel, gives you total cover for all your travels outside Ghana. Talk to us today for all your insurance needs. Motor engineering, accident, marine, fire, and all the others. Call Imperial General on 0302-788-955. Imperial General Assurance, solid protection. Now, can you really call it savings or investment if you keep doing if all you keep doing is paying charges on your account? At Bayport, we believe in investment sh- accounts should make you more money. That's why our fixed deposit has been the preferred choice for most Ghanaians over the past 20 years. Convenience and peace of mind are redefined as you enjoy guaranteed maximum returns on every CD invested with us. Call us on 0302-745-454. Bayport, your future now. Sky, how did we miss this story? Before we go on, there was a story we missed this morning. You know, you read a story about somebody who stole a, a sack of mm-hmm. uh, cocoa, cocoa beans yeah. and was cautioned uh, of good, good behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He stole a bag of 35 kilograms of cocoa, dry mm-hmm. cocoa beans. Mm-hmm. Now, there are two stories that I just want to add in, mm-hmm. on the court before we move up, up mm-hmm. the ladder. Head Porter jailed 60 months for presenting girl for money ritual. I thought mm-hmm. that was really bizarre. So, the Accra Circuit Court has sentenced a 29-year-old head porter mm. to 60 months imprisonment for presenting a five-year-old girl for money ritual at Pukwasi. <laughs> Charlie. Isaac Gabianu. 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 Or Gabianu. A <laughs> convict stole the victim at a public toilet in Accra. Oh. Charlie. And took her to a herbalist at Pukwasi for money sacrifice. The herbalist, however, escorted the victim and the convict to the police. No, no, no. Charlie, we need to do workshop with our herbalist so that they will know how to identify <laughs> evil people and do this kind of things. Charlie. So the herbalist, no, he escorted the victim and the convict to the police. Mm-hmm. Charged with child stealing, Gamiaun pleaded not guilty. And in his plea for mitigation, convict, who was self-represented, said, I cannot confess what I have not done. Look at his boldness too. You know the meaning of his name? Gabian. Oh, Gabian. No, ah, is that how? It, yeah, the money is inviting envy. So <laughs> it has also invited something. Yeah. So envy <laughs> is going for money rituals. Prosecuting superintendent of police Agnes Bafu told the court that the complainant Patricia Sama was a trader, residing at Malam in Accra, mm-hmm. and the convict a head porter residing at CMB. Prosecution said the complainant reported to the railway police station, Accra, that her five-year-old daughter was missing. Wow. Spitanamboafo said the complainant indicated that she went to the Cantamanto market with the daughter. The court heard that the complainant asked the daughter to wait for her at the front of a public toilet at the market while she attended to nature's call. Charlie, this story has so many layers, this guy. Spitanamboafo said after attending to the call of nature, the complainant could not find her daughter. He said the herbalist took the girl and Gabian to the police at Pokwasi, and the police handed over Gabian to their colleagues at the Accra Railway Police Station for further investigation. So, Nambuafu said the herbalist told the police that Gabian had brought the victim to him, the herbalist, to be killed for money ritual. 
The prosecution said Gabiaun in a caution statement admitted the offense. The story has so many parts missing, eh? You know? Yeah. How the herbalist had the presence of mind to go to the police and how the police connected it to the railway the because this is the Pukwasi police. Mm -hmm. So obviously it had been the flagged in their system that a child yeah, is lost. Child is lost and, and then so for the herbalist to now So the question is why did Gabiaun choose this herbalist? And is this herbalist known for something? <laughs> and on this occasion, why did he decide that he was going to report? Well, or maybe he does things, but not with human beings. Uh -huh. okay. I'm just worried. Like, and why did Gabiaun think that a money ritual? Like, how? For me, the part is. Charlie, think about it. The child gets missing in the center of town. CMBO. Then the, the, the guy takes it to Pokwasi. But they report to. Uh, you see, but this is the other thing about the police system as well. So I'm sure. I'm, I'm guessing now that once they reported to the Pokwas, uh, the CMB police, they've sent the word around. They've sent around all the police stations that a five year old child is missing or whatever. But the Hepalis is the key, the key guy we need to talk to. <laughs> and they didn't mention, have, and they didn't mention the Hepalis name. Does he have? <laughs> that, the the, the Hepalis name is not in the story. Bro, what's your problem? I want to just. The man him. did his job. No, I want, uh, for me, yes. you see, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, the Hepal is a good citizen. Yes. I'm telling you, yes. to go to the police, not just with the child, though, with the man, which is the herbalist said, hey, this thing you want to do, eh? mm -hmm. let's go, I have, I have the, I have, I'm sure I have the, I have the secret to the, yeah. Yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure you told him must take him to the police station. No, 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 no. You know, a similar story happened some time ago, that one was even a father, a part of a crowd, I think it must have been uh, near Iburi or some yeah. place, be around that Uyarifa enclave, yeah. where father went for the daughter from school, yeah, and then lied to the woman, the lady, a young girl that she was taking, he was taking her somewhere. But this is the man's own daughter. Yeah, that's right. And ended up taking the <clears throat> girl to a ritualist with the view to sacrificing her for money ritual. Mm -hmm. And the ritualist... Yeah, that, so the ritual, what they did was to film the thing and call the police. Yes, in. it was recently. Yes, exactly. the, the, the ritualist, uh, sometimes they will record the incident and use that evidence. Uh -huh. But in this case, I think, I just wanted to ask a few questions. Mm -hmm. Okay. 29-year-old head porter. So this is a man. Yeah, his name is Gabian. Gabian. Mm -hmm. And he, he he stole a child. Yeah. Kidnapped. Kidnapped a child. Mm. Why is he being sentenced for only stealing a child and not for the intention of killing the child? Do you understand me? Because he took the child to a herbalist mm -hmm. and expressly told the herbalist that he wants the child to be killed for money ritual. It, did they say they wanted to be killed? Or is let's, let's read the story okay. again. The Accra Circuit Court has sentenced a 29-year-old head porter to 16 months imprisonment for presenting a five-year-old girl for money ritual at Pokwasi yeah. in Greater Accra. Mm -hmm. Isaac Gabion, a convict, mm -hmm. which means he has a criminal record, okay. stole the victim at the public toilet mm -hmm. in Accra and took her mm -hmm. to a herbalist at Pokwasi for money sacrifices repeated in the story. Yeah. The herbalist, however, escorted the victim and the convict to the police. Okay. Charged with child stealing, <clears throat> Gabion pleaded not guilty and in his plea for mitigation, he says, I cannot confess what I have not done, which I don't understand. Meanwhile, in the court's statement of the police, he admitted the offense. So what he said to the police and what he said in court is different. My question is, mm. if it is established that he was actually sending a child for money ritual, mm -hmm. why is he being convicted for only child stealing? Okay, so uh, you have to first of all deconstruct what is money ritual. Is money ritual one that, the, is it the kind that involves the killing? Killing and the use of the blood for purposes of you know doing a b c d so that's an entirely different matter so it is nebulous like it's it's it's, it's it, 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 you know how do i put it like you can't you pinpoint there's no offense of 
An intention is not an offense. No, you see, intention alone is not in law an offense. Unless, of course, the law expressly provides for the same in, in certain circumstances, very extreme circumstances. So there has but to be a coincidence that, I'm, I'm, of okay, the guilty but, but, mind why, why is it and that, the guilty why, act. Why yeah. is it that when they want to establish that somebody committed murder, mm. they will say that the person had the intention to kill a person? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Which is what separates murder from manslaughter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there has to is, be a wait, yeah. there has to be a coincidence of the guilty, the intention, the guilty mind, and the mm -hmm. act, right, and the act, the guilty act. But so it is not enough. So you can say so to, wait, to it. He took the child from the public toilet. Uh -huh. The child is not your child. Uh -huh. And you took the child to a herbalist. Uh -huh. And then you told the herbalist that to suck. I want you to kill this child for no, money. No, you see, the, you see, that's, that's why I was why I asked you. That, that there's nothing in the story that says that kill. Kill. You say sacrifice. It could be anything. Ah. You understand? So that's why I'm saying that. Okay, but but what is money ritual? It could be anything. Yeah, yeah, just when you shave a part of the hair or something. Ah, so, so you are saying that money ritual is not. A, it's not necessarily. That's why I said. So are you saying that the court doesn't know what money ritual is, or they cannot guess what it is? Yeah, yeah. Because, they have to prove that. Yeah. So what is money ritual? That ah, it could involve so many things. It could involve I get, snap. I get, it could I get collect you. a piece of. But, but why would you send a child? Uh huh. Somebody. You see, so the issue that, that, that is more relevant is whether the judge in making a decision as to how much sentence to impose took into consideration, as required by law, his previous record. As the guys of your convict, I, I wasn't in court, and the story doesn't seem yeah, to give it. And, and, and if which brings another issue, mm. I, I think that because of the way the media is now, mm. for some of these cases, the court should try and give the reporters the judgment. Yeah, you know why? Because there can be misreporting, mm -hmm. and now we are here speculating. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's a, it's a sort of interest. But if there's a summary of the case, you know, I don't know how to put it. Like this, Fred, you are the media people in the court. If you have a discussion with the judges and say, look, on some cases, give us the judgment so that we can do a good job in reporting the matter. Mm -hmm. Okay, because mm -hmm. this is a very serious matter, mm -hmm. and the way it's reported, <clears throat> it it leaves a lot of questions. Yeah. You know, and I'm I don't want to make a judgment because I haven't seen it. Yeah. But I feel like two possibilities. We can go to the herbalist to speak. But the fourth is interesting that the herbalist name is not mentioned in the story, which means that the herbalist probably did not want publicity. Uh -huh. Well, I mean also our law say that in appropriate cases protect the identity yes. of those. So the herbalist name is not in the story. Mm. They just said the person's apocrypha. Mm. Number two, the details of the charges and the way the case went. Mm. We don't know whether it's just a one day matter. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know whether the prosecutor later on spoke to the media and then explained their side. Mm -hmm. And the guy represented himself. There was no defense. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then putting all of that aside, the other question is, 29, um, the, 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 the girl's mother, mm -hmm. um, we don't know her age. All right. And we are told that she was going to attend nature's course. She's called Agnes Boafo. We don't know. She says she's a trader at Malam. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know why the girl was not in school. All right. We don't know whether it's a holiday. Mm -hmm. Five-year-old child. Why, if I have left in front of the public toilet, that you are going to attend nature's call, mm -hmm. and why there was nobody around to see that this man, and we don't know whether the woman knows the man. Yeah. Do you understand? Because why would a five-year-old just follow a man to go to Pokwasi from? So, and how do we steal somebody in broad daylight and nobody will say anything about it? Mm -hmm. So did he put her in a cocoa sack, or he just said, "I mean, tot of him out." Like there's a all kinds of things going on in the story that yeah. it just it it. <sighs> Public toilet, safe, it's another matter. 
to leave your child standing in front of a public toilet, five year old at Cantamanto. Probably she doesn't know anybody there. Mm-hmm. Couldn't she find another shop owner? So sister, me bano me Imagine like our mothers can go to you are bargaining with some woman, mm-hmm. and you can say, oh, uh, onion seller, you are from my hometown. Please yeah. look after my child. I'm going to. You understand? Like okay. why do you just leave the child in front yeah, of the public? Yeah. I mean, our mothers go to. You know, they leave out. You can leave it with some responsible person. Say, me basically see her or something. Mm-hmm. You know, so I. There's a great deal of that irresponsibility. Yeah, the whole see, thing every now way. and then. Uh, I mean, it's, you go on the streets of Accra right now. You see two-year-olds, three-year-olds walking yeah. to school on their own. Yeah. Nobody is, you know, yeah. you know, they're minding them and making sure that they get to their their respective schools. Yeah. You know, you say we are toughening them up. No, 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 no. We are endangering their lives. <laughs> you know, and then the, the whole. You are, I think we need to speak to the herbalist. You know, and I am happy that he had the presence of mind, not just you know, some would have rebuked the guy, mm-hmm. but you see, rebuking you go to another person. So, this guy was so responsible that he took both the child mm-hmm. and the guy to the police, yeah. Which, which, which tells me that some people are very responsible. Oh, yeah, I mean, very, 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 very responsible. There, there's a general uh, refrain, um, in, in, in traditional language that you know, like, in other words, you know, a ritualist or traditionally would not invoke the curses of the gods on you for you not without having done course. it exactly without there must be a course. course you understand without a course that's correct so with that in mind if this man would not just get up and kill an innocent kill just just like that killing is an offense under our laws it is a criminal thing you can't do it so he acted properly and if the ritual is listening that is what you do Nobody should come and see you. And and today, no, hold please. on, no. you are, you have to be careful. You're a lawyer. Mm-hmm. The paper called him a herbalist. Oh, okay, but okay, yeah, yeah, that was what. Okay, yeah, that's so good. we can't I call mean. it. Aha, uh-huh, yeah, the herbalist. Herbalist not, don't. Aha, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> they are two different. Uh, okay, yeah, that's, uh, th- thank you for that question. <laughs> yeah, because you see, it's not the herbalist. Uh-huh, so you see, herbalists don't do that. Yes, it's 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 just it's just so wrong. But they engage in rituals. Yeah. As and when you know appropriate. Uh-huh. So if you are herbalist listening, and this culture of TV stations springing up these days, featuring all kinds of rituals, promising people that they, they, they are invoking all kinds of things in public. Sacrifices are being yeah. done with live animals, yeah. and they are inviting. In fact, yeah. they are doing live call-in yeah. sessions, and they are also now telling you that we can help you get money. Yes. If you bring such a person or such and such a thing, what level of irresponsibility yeah. would go into public policy as to allow things like this yeah. to yeah. happen without any institution yeah. intervening to say no, you can't do this. This is not the reason yeah. why the likes of Charles Wekubobe fought for the liberalization of the airways. It'd be serious, things, guy. It's a serious. So it's. I will pack it and probably follow up later. It's, it's, um, it's tragic. Yeah, and then the other. And point, remember those two kids too. Uh, those uh, yeah, one for money ritual. I mean, because the media is portraying that you can get money if we do something for you. Okay, now let's go to the next one. Mm-hmm. The Jessica Circuit Court. I want you to comment on this again. Convicted a 19 year old self employed, 19 year old Atta Prosper. Atta, there's, <laughs> Prosper. there's free SHS, <laughs> and Atta Prosper, and there's free SHS, Prosper. there's free TVET. Why are you stealing? A bag cocoa of cocoa beans. beans, which is dried. The farmer has dried the thing that he's now going to give to cocoa collect to get his money. Then he mm-hmm. wants to steal the thing. Mm-hmm. At that, okay, the, okay, see, this, okay, this is my challenge. Mm-hmm. The head porter was jailed 60 months. Mm-hmm. Now, that's five years. Yeah. All right. This guy who stole 35 kilogram bag of cocoa beans was to have served three years. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think there's a problem here. Somebody stole a child with kidnap. the intention, kidnapped the child mm. with the intention of getting the child harmed, possibly mm-hmm. by a herbalist for money ritual. Mm-hmm. He's getting five years. All right. Mm-hmm. Somebody stole a 35 kilogram bag of cocoa beans and the person of others was given a bond of good behavior. Mm-hmm. But the initial sentence based on the prescription mm-hmm. was three years. Mm-hmm. Because they said he would serve three years in prison, he fought on a bond. So, my question is that a bag of cocoa beans and a five-year-old child—is it? I mean, don't 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 you think that there's a, a bit of a problem in the weight? Yes, one is a second. They are both circuit courts, by the way. Yeah. One is in Accra, mm-hmm. the other is in Jassikan. Mm-hmm. In the circuit court in Jassikan, the cocoa beans, the court ordered the accused to refund eight hundred cities, being the value of the bag of the dried beans. Mm-hmm. And then let me read the story. Assistant Superintendent of Police Victor Bodo, prosecuting, said the court. Presided over by Mr. Alfred Kwabana Siedu, uh, that the complainant 58 was a farmer, while the accused was a self employed, and both were residents of Likpe Bakwa. So, 19 year old boy. The prosecution said the complainant had a cocoa farm located along the Likpe Bakwa and Vili Roads. Yes, Podo said the complainant harvested cocoa and dried the beans in his cottage. Mm-hmm. He said the complainant spotted Atta and others <laughs> conveying lumber from a nearby forest through his cottage. Mm-hmm. ASP Kodo said the accused sneaked into the cottage and stole cocoa beans belonging to the complainant valued mm-hmm. at 800 Ghana cities. The c- prosecution said a witness in the case detected the theft and informed the complainant. ASP Kodo said the complainant realized that a bag of cocoa beans had been stolen and reported the case oh, and reported the case to the police and the accused was arrested. Mm-hmm. The prosecution said Atta admitted stealing the cocoa beans. Mm-hmm. And then ASP Podo said Atta failed to assist the police trace the buyer. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he was made to refund only 800 CDs, which is the value of the beans. You have been made to pay thousands. Let me just media trends. Guys, these matters, you know, we are, on, we are in court today, so you have to help me understand these matters. How do you, s- somebody steals a bag of cocoa beans in default of 800 CDs three years? Somebody steals the whole human being that he intends to harm. Yeah, so that's and you are giving the person 60 months. Okay, you, you uh, there's some the, problem there. Anyway, Tech and Social Media Trends next brought to us by FBN Bank. In celebration of motherhood, we invite our female entrepreneurs, professionals to sign up for the First Gem account designed for women from 18 and above. If you prefer a personal savings or current First Gem account, simply talk to us. Call us on 059-6921-921 or visit any FBN branch. And if you're looking for the best value data and voice offers, look no further as Vodafone has unbeatable deals made just for you. Dial star 530 has get onto any of our Vodafone made for me bundles for as little as one CD. We've got what you need. Vodafone further together. All right, Nathan, let's get into the segment. Um, yes, uh, very <laughs> interesting morning in terms of the trend. So last night's Europa League final has several things coming out of it. Jose Mourinho is trending he wasn't very happy with referee anthony taylor's mm. performance so anthony taylor is also trending as well peter drury is trending he was uh he called the game on tv he was the commentator charlie we missed him charlie we missed it's, peter it's drury, always man. nice uh, supreme court is also trending uh auditor general is also trending all of that as a consequence of the decision by the supreme court mm-hmm. to say that daniel domelevo's uh Removal, removal was, was unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things training. Other things training, Oboise, of course, related to 
the minor, minor. episode Teshi another <laughs> oh, Teshi is still trending yes yes and other related uh, matters to some tech news and Amazon is set to pay 25 million dollars to settle allegations that it violated children's privacy rights hmm. with its Alexa voice assistant Charlie. the company agreed to pay the US Federal Trade Commission after it was accused of failing to delete Alexa recordings at the request of parents hmm. it was found to have held it was found to have kept hold sorry of sensitive data for years Amazon's uh, double camera unit ring will also pay out after giving employees unrestricted access to customers' data. Ring will pay $5.8 million to authorities according to a filing in federal court in the District of Columbia. So why don't we also find these companies? Because they, they are privacy laws that they are also breaching. Mm. Anyway, maybe we don't have that muscle. <laughs> Wonderful. That was Second Social Media Trends with Nathan. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Minutes past eight. No need to ask, he's a smooth operator. Oh, yeah. So just a few quick announcements before we come back into our court review today, okay. ending the Supreme Court where two seminal <laughs> cases were determined yesterday. Right. The GRA mm. is saying that it is collaborating with the Ministry of Local Government, Decentralization and Rural Development and the MMDAs and they've begun the collection and payment of property rates via myassembly.gov.gh. The Local Governance Act 2016 mandates all persons and corporate bodies who own immovable property to pay property rates to MMDAs without any exceptions. Now, the GRA is saying that the property rate is not the same as the basic rate. Pay your property rate for development 
in your assembly. Uh, you can call 0302 7563 in the Nathan Kwa Auditorium. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All registered professional bodies are entreated to attend this important meeting in the interest of their operations and supervision. Now, you can call Nicholas Obin Chum of the Public Relations Unit on 054-659-4859 or 0302-666081 to confirm your participation by Tuesday the 6th of June. You can check the 30th May edition of the Daily Graphic uh, for that, for those details as well. Mm. ORC here to serve. Uh, to some other announcements, and TDC is giving a final notice to all debtors and ground rent defaulters. All debtors and defaulters of land purchase, land management fees, license fees, ground rents, office and shop rents, and house rents are hereby advised to make payments using any of the following channels GCB Bank Worldwide, Mobile Money Short Code Star 737 Star 46 Hash, at the Ashaiman Sub Office, opposite Joe Cinema at the Ashaiman Market, or the TDC Head Office near Olam Senior High School. You can call 0596 913 236 or 0594 043311 for more details. Now, if you run a business, receiving payments from clients is an important thing, and with BluePay, you will never miss a sale. BluePay allows you to receive cash instantly from your customers. All you have to do is dial their phone number and the amount they owe. They'll receive a blue pay prompt. They'll enter their PIN and then you take your money. Call or WhatsApp 0547-220-200 or visit bluepay.com.gh to register and get blue pay for your business today. Blue pay never miss a sale. Enjoy Ghana's best betting experience with the biggest odds for sports, book, casino, virtuals, jackpot, and aviator. Play on Betika today to win. Just dial star 263 hash to deposit, bet, and redraw with Noahala. Betika, home of champions. Not for those below 18. Betika is registered with the Gaming Commission of Ghana. All right, let's come back into the court cases. So, uh, you were trying to give me some possible reasoning yeah so behind why the charge for the man who took the five-year-old girl for money ritual apokwasi was giving a charge of stealing a child yeah because if you look at the our criminal code um the there is there are a number of provisions that deal with the circumstances that mm-hmm. surrounded the the child going the way she went to this railway place or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So we have kidnapping, which is under section 89. Mm-hmm. Then we have definition of kidnapping, which is under, you know, section 90. Mm-hmm. Then there's abduction <laughs> of a child under 18 years, mm-hmm. which is under section 91. And then there is definition of ab- abduction, which is under section 92. Mm-hmm. Then there is a specific provision, which is under mm-hmm. section 93, dealing with child stealing. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 the the provision says a person who steals a person under 14 years of age whether with or without the consent mm -hmm. of that person commits a second degree felony mm -hmm. and then further down there's a provision that says definition of stealing uh, child stealing you mm -hmm. understand so it would seem i've not seen the charge sheet but from the facts presented by the mm -hmm. paper mm -hmm. it would seem that the specific charge of you know child stealing a what has, has been imposed wonderful in the second now there are two big supreme court cases i don't know which one you think weighs more mm. the issue of the removal of daniel yardomel over the way they ask him to proceed on leave and then the way he was replaced by mr johnson as acting Auditor General, mm. uh, which the Supreme Court has upheld for the, the person who took the matter up. Mm -hmm. And then the other case involving the COVID-19 law that was passed and its constitutionality. Mm -hmm. um, just, which just one do you want to... Yeah, I just quickly want to draw your attention to something. So, uh, in terms of the child stealing matter, yes, yes. if you go to um, the specific table in Mensa Bunsu's book, uh, mm -hmm. which basically makes commentary on the criminal provisions of our Mm -hmm. of you know a criminal statute dealing with punishments like that you mm -hmm. go to page 81 mm -hmm. there are specific requirements imposed on the court as mm -hmm. to how much punishment to exact in matters of summary convener mm -hmm. and conviction for a second degree felony mm -hmm. and if you go to the section dealing with uh, second degree felony mm. uh, imprisonment for 14 years and if the court so directs police supervision for not more than Five years now. What? 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 How much? This guy was given sixty months. 60 That's five years. Yeah, you know. So it's very low. It's, it's some way. Uh, yeah. I, we have to, and also when you take on board the fact that he's a, an ex-convict, right? Yes. So that's yeah, not so a first-time offender. Yeah, it would seem to me that the judge was somewhat. Uh, and then, I mean, it's bad enough stealing a child. Yeah. Stealing so, a child to now take to a herbalist and say, "Do money ritual with the child." I think the the AG may well have to look mm, into it and see if they way. can appeal for an example. And the story is too brief. And enhance for for, for such a I mean look we should have been in court I don't know why yeah, right, but for a, for for the story of such nuance mm -hmm. I don't think there's enough detail provided there yep. anyhow uh, the courts were busy yesterday Supreme Court so mm -hmm. maybe let's start with the uh, one on the law yeah. the, the COVID law uh, we understand that in 2020 I think 15th March when the president announced his COVID restrictions he also uh, sort of based on that presidential order caused to be passed some law about mm -hmm. restricting movement in case of emergency mm -hmm. now and our people raise issues with the law saying that for example there was already a law that catered for that mm -hmm. talking about uh, one of the uh, um, a law about state of emergency yeah which included a medical emergency so there was no reason why a new law needed to be to mm -hmm. be put in place we're told that there were a number of problems with this new law mm -hmm. i don't know if you have the summary of what the challenges were with this law which the mistake uh, um, the, the complainant is that, is that the name of the person no he's a plaintiff the plaintiff yeah, for, because he's there together with some other so, so th this plaintiff, plaintiff what mm -hmm. what was their problem with the law so this the law that was passed by parliament mm. um is the imposition of restrictions act of 2020. Mm -hmm so in the heat of COVID, uh -huh. so when COVID came government thought it was necessary to um enact a law which would help the the, the government impose restrictions so mm -hmm. you know that if you go to article 21 of the constitution there are specific guarantees by the constitution that you will be able to practice your religion in free 
uh, you know, free environment without anybody interfering with it unless you breach a particular law. Um, you can also move from one part of Ghana to the other without anybody interfering with your movement mm -hmm. unless you have broken a particular law. Mm -hmm. And then um, there are also, um, you know, specific provisions. Let me take you to Article uh, 21 of the Constitution and mm -hmm. the specific provisions that the government sought to curtail mm -hmm. uh, in the circumstances of the law that we're talking about. So you know that there is freedom of thought, conscience, belief, and shall include academic freedom, you know, practice of religion, which mm. is under C, freedom of assembly. So your church, you go to church, you go and have worship, mm. people want to meet and party, people want to do funerals and mm. all kinds of things. All of those things come under Article 21. Mm -hmm. Now, what the government sought to do was to, see, to, to get consent, the consent of parliament, to, to, to stifle some of these rights in mm -hmm. the name mm -hmm. of protecting the population mm -hmm. against the effects of COVID-19. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So get, they got a parliament, sent a bill which was the imposition of the restrictions bill mm -hmm. parliament looked at it and gave it its blessings within uh, the minority yeah. opposed yeah yeah but but they, they still yes, push it through, yeah. yeah it's irrelevant the point is that parliament whether it's a minority no, i'm just i'm just making that point mm -hmm. that you yeah. should know that it wasn't as if it was a unanimous <laughs> no it doesn't matter no it, it matters to me okay <laughs> if it's, uh, it doesn't matter to me the point is that parliament passed mm. you know the the, the act mm -hmm. and it gave the president powers to impose these restrictions so you'll notice that for a certain period of time i think it was for two weeks or three weeks or so mm -hmm. um we were told not to move out of our homes uh, unless it is a you are a social service provider mm -hmm. um we were told not to go to a church for a long period of time mm -hmm. uh, in fact even if you were going to church there were restrictions on the numbers mm -hmm. if your father or your mother died Sally. you know there were impositions mm -hmm. as to how many people needed to attend the funeral and all of that now the case of the plaintiff was that the provision or the constitutional enactment under which the president caused parliament to mm -hmm. enact the um, imposition of uh, restrictions act was not the proper foundation for mm. that legislation mm. and that by doing that the president had acted in breach of the constitution mm. and if you go to article 2 of the constitution mm -hmm. you know the court the supreme court is closed with the mm -hmm. you know jurisdiction mm -hmm. um, you combine that with article 130 of the constitution to mm -hmm. deal with matters of breach of the constitution mm -hmm. and in other words so there are two things on trial here the first mm -hmm. would have to do with whether parliament itself had the authority to do what it did mm -hmm. and then also whether the presidency acting mm -hmm. on the basis of what they believed was the right path to take mm -hmm. acted properly okay so if you combine all the provisions and article mm -hmm. 58 the president um, has specific powers uh, granted him by the constitution mm -hmm. so it says that 58 one says the executive authority of ghana shall vest in the president mm -hmm. and shall be exercised in accordance with the provisions of this constitution so you would notice that yes the power to act in the interest of Ghana and administer the affairs of Ghana is vested in you, but you must do so in accordance with the provisions of the constitution. Mm -hmm. The argument of the plaintiffs was that mm -hmm. the president did not act in line with the provisions of the constitution. Mm -hmm. And the issuance of an executive instrument in furtherance of mm -hmm. an unlawful act mm -hmm. or an unconstitutional conduct by parliament, which was the passage of this particular act, mm -hmm. was also unconstitutional. So they went to court to mm -hmm. test the provisions. Of and the courts agreed with them on everything yeah the courts agree to a large extent i've not let me issue this caveat i've not seen 
the judgment hmm. we are relying on reports Time. that have been given by this is a, this journalists is age old problem uh -huh. so so let me issue that caveat so that you know we'll be but, on. but think about it mm -hmm. i'm not trying to criticize the court or basky we did covid in 2020. Mm -hmm. this case at least it's been in court for a while yeah in, we are in june 2023 so the thing is already long mm -hmm. and when the thing is out we don't even have the judgment so like i don't i understand there's a workload issue but actually the supreme court there are plenty i think there are like 12 or something there are 14 there about but the so so, so the question is what if i was arrested during the covid restriction period right you see so the, my point is that there are certain cases that we have to deal with this part because mm -hmm. the harm done can be very serious yeah. so what if somebody's arrested and then he's something he has to do he couldn't do it was being jailed because he he broke a law which is now found to be illegal mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. So was there any consequential order? So if, for example, I had my rights violated because this illegal law was used to truncate my rights. A non-constitutional law. Yes. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. Now we have 22 years have passed. Mm -hmm. We haven't even seen the full judgment. Mm -hmm. Yes, for future reference, you can say, you can say, yes, this, law, this, this judgment is important because it tells us. But I feel like there should be more, I don't know, they should have special... I, I don't know. There should be a way. You know, this came up again in a different matter. And I was saying that there should be a way in which you can treat this matter with dispatch. You see, uh, I agree with you because there's a legal maxim that says that justice delayed is justice ah. denied. Um, the courts need to be minded by Charlie. their responsibility to administering, uh, to ensuring that Ghana <clears throat> is administered properly. So that if a matter has got to be decided with dispatch, as to ensure that certain administrative processes are done right, certain constitutional requirements are properly met, certain legal requirements are properly met, and certain customary requirements are properly met. I think it is seriously unfortunate that the uh, judiciary will mm. somewhat, you know, not deal with the matter until after the subject matter is, is, is not even relevant any longer for. Similar to the demo level case. Uh -huh. Because what it is is that the moment these things continue to repeat themselves, people look, lose yeah. interest or faith in the judiciary. Yeah. And I do not think that that is what the, 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 the justices want. Um, it should be possible to create room for some of these matters to be decided with dispatch, especially when, you know, deciding them is, is critical mm -hmm. for the administration of the, of, of the state. So I am highly disappointed that even after they eventually came to um, making a decision on the matter. Mm. We are told that the judgment is not ready. There's, a, there's, a, write the up, there's a write up by the man who went to court. Mm -hmm. okay. Professor Piagetia. Professor Piagetia. I think we've Together interviewed with others, yeah. on this program before. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this article was actually written April 2020. Mm -hmm. So this is like two weeks, mm -hmm. three weeks into the laws coming into force. I also read some highlights of what he calls the problem with the act before it comes to constitutional issues. Mm. Now, he says the Imposition of Restrictions Act was enacted based on a directive issued by the president on March 15 mm. to introduce emergency measures to contain COVID. In his speech, he directed the Attorney General to introduce a legislation to this effect. Mm -hmm. Now, the act, which was then to provide for powers to impose restrictions on persons to give effect to paragraphs C, D, and E, of clause 4 of article 21 of the constitution in the event of an emergency mm -hmm. uh, to ensure public safety blah 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 now it says ghana already has a law <clears throat> the law is called the emergency powers act 1994 act 472 mm -hmm. and in the view of this person the plaintiff you yeah. call it 
the law that particular law act 472 already allows us to declare a state of emergency mm -hmm. now the constitution also makes provision for state of emergency mm -hmm. which reasons include a public health emergency mm -hmm. which can trigger a quarantine or isolation order mm -hmm. right so according to the plaintiff the president didn't need a new law so it's not even getting into law it's not the fact that just based on reasonable discussion mm -hmm. good governance mm -hmm. the president didn't need a new law he had all the powers he needed set out in the constitution as well as a number of existing laws now i need to say that it's not only ghana that did this there's a lot of countries during covid did a lot of interesting things it was as if they found a pandemic a chance to do to to tighten their grip with oh, draconian unnecessary laws so it's not the, and the author points this out and Godfrey, you, you sent me this article mm -hmm. now he says the other thing is that by taking these steps the government has gone the route of a number of states which have enacted what has been described as emergency laws in response to the coronavirus pandemic mm -hmm. without actually declaring a state of emergency under the law mm -hmm. terms such as restriction or lockdown and lockout are preferred mm -hmm. then he also says that the new act violates the constitution in a number of ways mm -hmm. first the emergency powers act requires the president to consult with the council of state this your issue has come up it's again the implementation of the constitution mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they require the president to consult with the council of state uh before declaring of emergency yet the new act gives the place power to a relevant person or body mm -hmm. it's open to abuse it didn't mention a specific person mm -hmm. second parliament has the power under the constitution to revoke the declaration of a state of emergency mm -hmm. or extend it for up to three months mm -hmm. however under this law the power is reserved for the president yeah so it's a very dictatorial law it's like only the president can make a decision as to when to reverse it or not whereas in the constitution the parliament can do that mm -hmm. now according to the uh, plaintiff mm -hmm. this act 102 seeks to drive his authority from article 21 for which you read yeah which is only limited to freedom of movement yeah. yet the act restricts the enjoyment of many other rights mm -hmm. the, among them is the right to privacy mm -hmm. the act grants the government wide powers to intercept communication and the services of the network provider at the disposal of the state for mass dissemination of information Charlie, it's a serious matter <laughs> and then there are other protections that the act does away with for example mm -hmm. the constitution stipulates that a person restricted and detained under a state of emergency will be accorded certain privileges and will be released immediately after the expiration of the state of emergency mm -hmm. no such privilege exists under this act which ha could have a person incarcerated for up to four years mm -hmm. you know so i think after the public advocacy of writing article they didn't work and they didn't convince parliament to block this he went to the supreme court with nine other people yeah do we have the names of those nine people? Uh, yeah, the names are available uh, in the, the graphic, uh, the, the graphic of the daily. Uh, the <coughs> times. Yeah, I, I think it's important that we we, yeah, so we the commend these guys. Uh, Professor Kwejo Apiejetia, mm -hmm. Doctor Sena Deitutu, mm -hmm. Felicity Nelson, mm -hmm. Benjamin Daku, mm -hmm. Samson Ladia Yenini, mm -hmm. Golda Ado, mm -hmm. Democracy Hub LBG, mm -hmm. and Democracy Accountability Lab. LBG. Wonderful. Okay. So these are public interest lawyers yes. who so have come you, together to fight this. Uh -huh. So you see, if you go to the, the act that you read, basically implements the provisions of um, Article 31 of the Constitution, we deal with emergency powers. So mm -hmm. if the president is so minded, uh, for whatever reason, let's say for instance, um, we saw the situation in Baku and the imposition of those restrictions, once the president is so persuaded that look a part of ghana is facing an emergency situation 
uh, in consultation or by speaking with the Council of State, he imposes a restriction. Yes, there exists a state of emergency. Mm -hmm. Immediately after making that decision, he's required by the constitution to go to parliament and say, hey, mm -hmm. um, I thought that there was going to be a problem in this part of the country mm -hmm. uh, or ABCD was going to happen or terrorists were aiming to target us for what, 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 what reason. So I think that uh, because of that, I needed to impose a restriction. Which restriction I have imposed? You look at it and decide whether the reasons that back the imposition of these uh, mm -hmm. emergency uh, restrictions are valid. Mm -hmm. If they are valid, please, you know what to do. If they are not valid, the constitution advises you to dispense with them. Mm -hmm. Parliament will look at it and take a decision and say, yes, we think that it, it is proper that you have imposed these restrictions. Continue with them for a certain number of days, so seven days, ten, three months, or whatever their the, 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 the stipulation may be. If they believe that you have not done the right thing, they have the right to revoke it. Now, what's, what will happen in this case? And I remember clearly was one thing that came up during our constitutional law uh, discussions with Yao Pong. And there was a heated debate around it. Now, the view is that Parliament, the, the presidency sought to avoid the involvement of Parliament in the sense of what they can do with dispensing with the, imp the imposition in the case of Article 31. So they use their marginal powers in, in parliament. In other words, they use their marginal strength in parliament to pass an act, which would have been an easy thing to do because you did not require a set, to meet a certain constitutional threshold. Do you understand the point I'm making? So if you go to, say, um, what do you call it, uh, Article 31 of the Constitution, Bernard, with your permission, let me just read some of the relevant um, provisions. Um, 31.3 says... Parliament shall, within 24, uh, 72 hours after being so notified, decide whether the proclamation should remain in force or should be revoked. And the president shall act in, court, in accordance with the decision of parliament. And he goes to say that, uh, under, at uh, clause 4, that a declaration of state of emergency shall cease to have effect at the expiration of a period of seven days beginning with the date of publication of the declaration unless before the expiration of that period it is approved mm. by a resolution so they wanted to avoid that yeah passed for that purpose but by I, the I, majority I, I appreciate the explanation you are mm. given for the route they chose but i just wanted to make the point that both of us know that the act was wrong on many levels yeah they acted on on a good and I, i'm trying to even say that i see the i'm not a lawyer mm. But if you want to, if you want to pass a law, mm. the the law must also meet a threshold of good governance. Yes. And now sometimes good governance is not necessarily constitutionality. Mm -hmm. The law must be legitimate. It must be necessary. The law must be proportional. And when you look at all those things, this law, I mean, intercepting communication to disseminate information about COVID. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that this mm. was, in fact, when you read the article that uh, the, 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 the professor wrote, mm. let me just read a portion. Mm. They quote, the UN Special Rapporteur on the Promotion and Protection of Human Rights. So as, instead of seeking to protect the health of Ghanaians and stop the corona epidemic by instituting totalitarian surveillance regimes, the government should rather focus on empowering citizens. And then it talks about emergency or not, states must reach the same threshold of legality, legitimacy, necessity, and proportionality for each measure taken. So I'm just saying that this, mm -hmm. this thing was dead on arrival. And because of all the the problems with COVID and the fear. Mm -hmm. There wasn't enough public space to discuss it rigorously.
Mm-hmm. Now, I go back to the point which you said was not necessary, and I think it's important. I'm saying that the opposition opposed it because, mm. you see, in the original state of emergency, parliament has a role to play in its lifting. So the posture of parliament is important for us to know. If all of parliament has said there was nothing wrong with this, I would have had a big problem. But at least one side said, no, this is wrong. So so, go on. so I'm, what I'm saying is that, and you see, it's not everything I'm discussing which is legal. I'm saying that from a governance perspective, mm. for one side to say that we didn't agree with this, it's probably what empowered these public policy lawyers to go to court. No, no. You see, even if the House entirely decided by consensus that yeah. let's allow this to go through. Yeah. The point is that if it is legal, it is legal. If it's unconstitutional, it's unconstitutional. If it is... Yeah, but I'm it, saying... It you are not hold, hold on, let me I'm finish. saying that the, 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 the matter is not just a legal issue. No, but that, you, see, the, the, you see, we went to court on the basis of no. the constitution. No, yeah, no, they, they, they won. Hold on, hold on. No, so let's, let's go, hold on. Yeah. We, I'm not saying you are... I'm, you see, don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. I am saying that on the law, it is clear. What, what I am adding is that you see, these are governance issues. We are talking about a democracy, yeah, but governance about, is not in a vacuum, it's know. within a constitutional remit. I know that's the point I'm making. That look, when parliament passes a law, it doesn't matter whether some people of yeah, why, why doesn't it matter? No, because why, why should it not? Okay, so why do you record? Why is it that when you go to parliament and mm-hmm. report and you say mm-hmm. it's the house unanimously agreed when the committee works, you can say that there was either uh, a majority decision. Why do you give us those distinctions? You see, it is it is necessary to break those down, but it is not consequential for the purposes of determining whether or not Parliament has approved or not. That's the point. I, was, I wasn't way. pointing it out on that basis. I'm okay. pointing it out to say that uh-huh. because I would have been alarmed uh-huh. if nobody in Parliament saw a problem with this. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that the fact that minority opposes it doesn't make it legal. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, I am saying that. For people to have the presence of mind to see this. Mm-hmm. And it didn't capture media attention at the time as well. Because all of us were home afraid doing whatever we were doing. Yeah. So you see, <laughs> so we need also to situate the discussion within that context. Yeah. It's never happened in our history before that a, a deadly plague of the kind we saw with COVID yeah. would force every world leader into trying to do something to a large extent mm-hmm. to, 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 to protect his or her people. Yeah. So that the president thought that, okay, yes, this thing is so novel, we've not seen it before, let's intervene and deal with it. Mm. I'm saying that, and in fact, I criticized this thing in, 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 in a discussion somewhere w- during the, 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 our conversations on the constitutionality or otherwise of the intervention. I took the view that rights that are expressly guaranteed by the constitution, you cannot just go to a, a parliament, get an act passed and seek to restrict them the way they have done or to eliminate them entirely for a certain period of time the constitution itself expressly provides under you know the emergency powers article mm-hmm. 31 mm-hmm. for dealing with these matters and i remember quoting the emergency powers act for you a couple of days ago um, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago i think it was in relation to the ashaiman you know excesses that anytime the president is so minded and there is justifiable reason for it. He knows what to do. Mm. When they are dealing with Boko and these other flashpoints, they know what to do. But for some reason, they decided that they were going to circumvent the constitutional provision and mm-hmm. did their own thing. Yeah. What is unfortunate is that we had a Supreme Court, which ideally mm-hmm. should have dealt with this matter with dispatch. 
but again we appreciate the emergency situation we were dealing with sometimes the courts were not even sitting or even when they were sitting they were doing it remotely or we went to court with mass and all kinds of things so i understand all of those difficulties but i still want to criticize the delay mm -hmm. the, the duration of time it took for the Supreme Court mm -hmm. to come to a decision on, on, on this matter. Defeats the whole purpose of justice. Right. And, 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 and I, I, I need to point out that, yes, you're right, because of the secret situation, there wasn't a lot of public debate on this. But at least now that this was a terrible law, unconstitutional and also very draconian. And I think that it was so overreaching. Indeed, there's an article Samit Daku wrote comparing... E you remember there was this... Um, uh, what do you call it? Mohammed's spy bill, the E, the, sorry, the Ma yeah, there's a bill that they tried to introduce, which mm -hmm. generated a lot of debate. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at the component of this law that has to do with mm -hmm. government being able to take over the communication for the purpose of spreading information, mm -hmm. you know that that can be abused, right? Yeah. So, the, the, the pandemic made all of us afraid, and we thought that the government was trying to help us, so we should not interfere. Yeah. But hindsight has taught us that even in pandemics, mm -hmm. We should be very careful what we allow governments you to see do. that is why that is why the emergency powers are so provided for under the constitution but why didn't they use it uh, you see so now ideally you would expect the attorney general will read uh, write an opinion on it but in this particular case it was the attorney general i'm told mm. who said i wasn't here in this country who sent the bill to parliament so what was the view of the attorney general on the matter all right and then also i think we also have to appreciate that look this we are not running a jungle right so the president having done all of these unconstitutional things parliament having played a role in making it happen giving it legal footing when in fact they needn't do that what happens then to all those people whose rights have been violated Very good people who lost their, their their parents couldn't bury them in a befitting manner because a certain unconstitutional law Sorry. required them to act against their beliefs so many their things. traditions so many things you understand so all these things that happen i don't know i've not seen yeah. the the full gamut of the reliefs that yeah. the plaintiffs went let's to court let's to. go to the other one because of time but i'll take your comment on it i'll go but to the, I, I think those one. issues have got to be addressed they will because they people will. lost a lot as a result it's, it's a very serious situation and then the, the, the other point about supreme court so i just want to point out so yeah. you see in some cases when there's confusion in parliament and people go to supreme court People say, oh, but Parliament is a master of its own rules. We shall allow Parliament to do its own thing, whether 136 is majority or not. But we see, we see the importance of Supreme Court. And I'm saying that Supreme Court have even done themselves a better favor if they had done this thing within the period. Yeah. So that if within that COVID period they said, no, you can't do this, go back and do the right thing, or go and use emergency act, mm -hmm. that would have then said, wow. So you see, they've, they've let, I think they've let themselves down because they've wasted too much time. Mm -hmm. And this has gone... Then you come to the Dumelovo case as well. Mm -hmm. High-profile removal of a man many consider to be fighting corruption. Mm -hmm. Again, many people said that the way he was removed was some way. There were defenses. And the court was unanimous. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They were clear that the guy was wrongly removed. All the things that people did. Mm -hmm. But it's two years. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I, 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 and again, I'm going back to the, the, the meetings between mm -hmm. the media. and the, You know, we have to help each other. Mm -hmm. Okay, we, the, the, the Supreme Court is a very important body. Mm -hmm. All right? And in the same way that we support, or I'm not saying we support explicitly, mm -hmm. people say the Supreme Court has too many people. But you are saying there's a lot of work to be done. Mm -hmm. 
I think the number of winners Supreme Court is I more, think it's, it's too much. Fine. Mm-hmm. Compared to whatever. I'm saying that if if they have, I think they have 13 or 14 or whatever. Yeah, number. I think it was around 14, no. the number of them. My retired, point is that, or about should that, if, if that is on the basis of the workload, mm-hmm. then we are hoping that these matters will be dispatched with a bit earlier. You see, because if you have a Supreme Court of maybe six people or seven, seven people, then you can say that the cases are a lot. So they I can't think nine should be ideal. I mean, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. I'm just saying that <laughs> it's over a year. Yeah. So two years I for, think, or three years. I understand that a judgment has intrinsic value uh-huh. for the future as well. Mm-hmm. So we know that nobody can repeat it. Mm-hmm. But you see, for the harm done. Mm-hmm. So imagine Domelevo if at the time his removal and now he's been telling Sandra in the interview when he was asked that he's not even been paid some things. Mm-hmm. Imagine if something had happened to him within that period. You see, Bernard. Okay, so what we've missed a big opportunity to tell the executive that you are not alone to yourself and that the supreme law of the land so we are all whatever we are under that law uh-huh. so the timing you know justice and i am happy when they were vetting the cj they mm-hmm. asked the question about timelessness of laws and i think they, there was a, co- a couple of pushbacks around justice delayed is justice denied mm-hmm. yeah that's right i think it came up a lot of times yeah. and and i hope mm-hmm. that the 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 new team mm-hmm. will look at these cases and say we don't want these kinds of fiery, I don't want to call them fiery uh, victories, but basically academic uh, I don't want to be in contempt so, oh, no, but you basically can, you know, you it, can criticize them robustly I'm not, tra- I don't have the skills to criticize them <laughs> okay, without you I've know. not been trained well okay. my well, see, Bernard, no, I got to make a quick point ah, okay. let me bring him no, in no, before, put the, I'll put the two together yeah, you okay. see, so if you go to the UK jurisdiction mm. um, constitutional law students will remember the case of um, Miller Mm. Uh, versus the Secretary of State uh, for exiting the European Union. Mm. He, her first case is a businesswoman who thought that you know her, her business was going to be decimated by how the government was handling matters of how the European Union. The second case actually mm. was going to you know affect her business and all of that because mm-hmm. J- Boris Johnson for some reason thought that he could prorogue Parliament so as to curtail debate on how Parliament should handle the matter. Mm. The Supreme Court didn't sit until Parliament was prorogued. The, the, the Queen advised, uh, you know, the, the Prime Minister advised, you know, the Queen that go and do this and then, you know, and then the thing didn't become consequential. What the Supreme Court did was to act in good time. Of course, Parliament went on recess on the advice of the, 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 the what do you call it, Boris Johnson and the Queen also sanctioning the, the proroguing of Parliament. The Supreme Court ordered Mm. that parliament should be reconvened immediately to deal with the matters. You understand? Because mm. what Boris Johnson sought to do was to ensure that parliament didn't get involved as to curtail his executive powers to deal with these matters. Mm. You understand? Mm. So they, they, they looked at the thing and said, no, this is what the, the prime minister was seeking to do. It's not good for good governance. Mm. It undermines the British constitution. Mm. Let the courts intervene. And mm. they acted promptly, promptly yeah. on the matter. In our case, we waited. We waited for two long years, mm. long after the horses have left the, what, the, stable. the stables. Mm. And it was no longer, strictly speaking, relevant for the currency of the situation. And you, you know my other question and problem. So, what is the guarantee that another president will not do this? No, because no, no. It, it will shock you, Siskai. <laughs> if a president comes to office uh, and comes up with another law, mm. You have to go and prove that that law is similar to this law that has been declared unconstitutional. That's number one. So if the president is minded to 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 
to not necessarily can i can i make the case so if the president if i'm president and i'm minded to come up with a law to curtail your rights mm-hmm. in the name of some emergency mm-hmm. so i'll create a different law using a different route so it may not be ei but i'll use a different route which may still end up with me restricting your rights i'm coming two things you still have to go to court to prove that what i've done is unconstitutional you understand because the fact that a case has been determined to unconstitutional because every case must be done on its own let me so that's number one okay. so i'm saying that this does not prevent a president who's determined to do wrong from doing it that's number one. number two mm-hmm. the supreme court itself can decide that even if i did that wrong thing mm-hmm. and you took me to them mm-hmm. they can say that yes even though in 31st May 2023, mm-hmm. they decided that Bernardo's one was wrong. Mm-hmm. Bernard Avila's own is different. So, so, so I'm saying they are not really bound by their. I mean, Sky, again, I'm okay, not a lawyer. So let me and, and no, Supreme Courts don't necessarily. Uh, because you can talk about precedent, but they can decide that this in this particular case. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it, not the same. So what I'm saying is that the, the harm has been done. Uh, and future harm has not even been prevented. Okay, let me let me let me let me de- address the issue. So you remember that when I think it was uh, Professor Kwekwa, sorry, mm-hmm. Kweku, the one in the US, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, Azar. You know that there was a case he took to the Supreme Court regarding um, whether or not the Speaker is required under our Constitution to swear the oath of president when acting in the absence of the president and the vice president. Was the that su- not? Yeah, ho- hold on. Okay. So the so the court was decided the matter. That's yes, it's a requirement of the law. If 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 the citation of the case properly, um, yeah. is, is properly done, that the speaker must swear the oath of of, of president when he's performing the the role of the the president or the vice when yeah. the two of them are not in in the jurisdiction. Then Doa Jaho came into office. Okay, so this was proud to twenty thirteen. Exactly. So Doa Jaho came into office and um, the matter came up. He did the first one, and then subsequently he said that he wasn't going to do it. George uh, Nawood, uh, JSC, uh, and the Chief Justice, had actually went to the administered yeah, exactly. uh-huh. the oath and said that look, you know, we want to do this thing. The speaker took the view that look, I'm bound by my previous oath. I wasn't going to do it, and it became a big matter. I came, broke the story, and 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 we followed up with a suit that summons headed to the Supreme Court. Yeah. The Supreme Court decided the matter. The point I'm trying to make it, they said that the, the speaker added, uh, acted in violation of the constitution okay. by reason of his refusal. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to say is that court cases decided set out specific principles of law. Mm-hmm. Those principles are sometimes malleable and expansive enough mm-hmm. as to accommodate new developments. I get you. Not exactly on the same facts, but things around similar developments. So they will use that. And establish that no, you acted. Yeah, in but you see, I agree with you. So, what if when Samens had gone to court, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court decided to spend two years to mm-hmm. decide whether Mr. Jaho's decision not to? So, you see, my point, my argument is that the fact that Kuku uh, had gone to court mm-hmm. and the Supreme Court had said that he was right, mm-hmm. it ex- it means that Mr. Jaho had to do a certain thing. Mm-hmm. He did it once and said, I'm not going to do it again. Mm-hmm. So, the Kuku uh, the, the, the victory did not prevent Mr. Jaho from doing what he wanted to do. Uh-huh, now, so I'm coming, Mr. Atamensa goes to court. Uh-huh. And in this case, the Supreme Court decides the matter quickly. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the next time the president is not in, mm-hmm. he has to swear the oath. Okay, so let me now, I'm you. saying that what if it took them two and a half years to decide that case? I see. That is why you and I, as citizens of the Republic, would have to put pressure on the Supreme Court. That we cannot say yeah. we have justice delivery system in this country. Yeah. When it is not fit for purpose in the sense of 
simultaneously dealing with the matters as to satisfy you know our deal with our grief and then also in the Ajaho case if you read that judgment properly said the question of whether a person should be held you know i think it was criminally liable something there was there was something about how to deal with ajaho the honorable ajaho as a person that was not matter within the rem- uh-huh. yes. pray that up to the appropriate institutions to deal yes. with to, to, to deal I with them. but on the constitutional matter they were dealing with it and they took the view that the speaker acted wrongly of course if a future president for some reason wants to decides to repeat this law. thing yes. what it means is a law is now established and we can then invoke the relevant provisions and say that the president has acted in grievous violation of the constitution and our laws and that he should be removed from office of course given this judgment i don't know the specific relief so, so once this president has been set it 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 makes more firm mm-hmm. uh, the view of the law and the constitution so mm-hmm. that if somebody wants to go this route the president must really be determined yeah. Do bad and we remove him from office for 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 that. Of but course, but that removal will also have to be constitutional. So even if you are going to, you see, that's my point. You can go to the same Supreme Court and you say that yes, even though this thing is not right, it's not mm-hmm. in you know, the law thing. Now is confusing. Anyway, <laughs> Scott, uh, uh, Godfrey, let me take your comment before I move to something. You know, quite I mean, look, I call. Hey, and the English is so long. Eh? This Latinate words, constitutionality, fundamentality. I mean, Charlie, simplify the law, Scott. I don't do that. But I'm simplifying it you know, oh. without mentioning specific, you know. We should even get simpler words for plaintiff, appellant, and all those things. Constitutionality. Yeah. Can simplify it. To what? Shorter words. You find it. That's why you went to school. <laughs> <laughs> look for sure. And look for the local versions too. It says you hear a What is constitutionality in a way? A say is law. So yeah. constitutionality. Uh-huh. What's that? Miapes, uh, uh, the whole sky. If I can't get it, nobody can. <laughs> if I want constitutionality in your language, constitutionality is big. The fundamental law of the land. It's big. looking for sentences. Yeah, I think because you know. Yeah, but no, no. you are looking. <laughs> he's looking. He's looking for sentences. Yeah, because it's the biggest law. So it's a. It's, it's, a, it's, a it's, it's looking for sentences to give you the meaning of one word. It's because. It's because I don't think. He's looking for sentences to give me one word. The on the double level case. Yes. I, when I came here, I criticized the decision to remove the guy from office. Oh, of course you did. I said it was unconstitutional. What they were doing? Let me take your comment before I play double level's reaction yeah. to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I think b- both cases can be taken together. Again, let me yeah. just remind yes, listeners of what double levels. Uh, if if the, the the people who went to court, um, just give me a minute. I wanted to read the reliefs they sought. And this was. Uh, the CDD and uh, yes. So nature of the reliefs: a declaration that, on a true and proper interpretation of Article 71B, 711, 187357A18, and 13, and Article 297A of the Constitution, the directive issued by and on behalf of the President, on or between 29 June 2020 and 3 July 2020, instructing the Auditor General to proceed on accumulated leave with effect from 1st July 2020 for a prescribed number of days determined by the president are void and of no legal effect mm-hmm. because the said directives are inconsistent with the letter and spirit of the aforementioned provision of the constitution mm-hmm. as they improperly interfere with the independence and functions of the Auditor general b a declaration that the purported appointment or designation by and on behalf of the president on june 30 2020 
of one <laughs> Charles Fofani, of one Mr. Johnson as acting auditor general is void and of no legal effect as the said appointment stands contrary to article 71b 187.3 and 7 of the constitution as well as the second schedule of the constitution so this is a very important relief oh, that the purported appointment of the replacement was unconstitutional is this still in office? let me just finish and then you give me that point three a declaration that on a true and proper interpretation of article 71b and 187 of the constitution the power to appoint authorize or designate a person or persons to exercise a power or perform a function constitutionally assigned to the auditor general is vested solely in the auditor general therefore the purported appointment of a person as acting auditor general and the subsequent performance of the functions of auditor general by such persons without authorization from the auditor general violates the letter and spirit of the aforementioned provision of the constitution and are void and without illegal effect whatsoever for a declaration that on a true and proper interpretation of article 71 1 187 12 and 297 a of the constitution the leave entitlement of the auditor general is like his salary a right associated with his office as an independent constitutional office holder and does not constitute or give rise to an obligation which the auditor general is duly bound to so like go and take your leave by force so a right is not the same as something you are duty bound mm. all right an order of perpetual injunction to restrain the president <laughs> you know, and I, this is a restraining order. A restraining, you know, one of the things I like about law is a restraining order. Like when this guy is harassing me, I put a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't come 30 kilometers near my house. Charlie, I love the law. Charlie, an order of perpetual injunction restraining the whole president or his agents from issuing or seeking to enforce on the Auditor General any directive that has the purpose of or effect of commanding the auditor general mm -hmm. to take his leave mm -hmm. or so surrender any of his powers or functions to another person uh -huh. so you see this and then finally mm -hmm. an order of perpetual injunction to restrain the president or his agents from designating or appointing any person as acting auditor general to exercise a constitutional power or perform a constitutional function auditor general now all of this happened in 2020 finally any other consequential orders of this honorable court that made they may deem appropriate mm -hmm. and all but the last three reliefs were granted so let's just be clear relief one was granted relief two granted relief three granted relief four granted the reason we're not granted are the injunction on the president to restrain they couldn't restrain the president neither the perpetual injunction to restrain the president mm -hmm. so e f and g were not granted mm -hmm. but a was granted so domelevo's removal was unconstitutional mm -hmm. the appointment of a thing as acting ag was unconstitutional three that uh, the power to appoint or authorize a person to be perform the function is vested in the auditor general and therefore you cannot remove him without the authorization of the auditor general it's also conk and then number four was also granted so again these are very important judge judgments mm -hmm. i believe you will say that again we've let ourselves down with the timing yeah i wanted us to hear the man briefly Oh. Okay, talk before I hear the man. Go on. <laughs> the, the, okay, hear the man briefly. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, two things. Mm -hmm. Two things. Um, the first one is the importance of our society understanding that we need to be protected mm -hmm. from the executive. The, gov the executive will always look to find power for itself, mm -hmm. especially in our context. Mm-hmm. 
where we are, we've already spoken about how our constitution gives our president a lot of power. If you study our constitution properly, he does have a lot of power. But there's almost always a conversation to find ways of adding mm-hmm. to that power. Mm-hmm. And so the work of public-minded individuals like we saw, like Professor Piagetia, what we've seen with what uh, like Imani and Co have done in other cases. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'm sad because the people on whose behalf they do, they sometimes don't even understand why they need to be protected. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I recall when this COVID, uh, the Imposition of Frustrations Act came mm-hmm. and the first conversations that were had, a lot of people had this thinking that you alluded to, that, oh, COVID has come, we need to be protected from mm-hmm. ABCD. When there were lawyers who were saying there is already a law mm. on our books that deals with the matter, mm. we do not require another one. Mm-hmm. But for the general populace, we seem to always find ourselves in a position where those in authority who have the power and are looking to get more parts of themselves take advantage of our naivety and fear mm-hmm. to try and find more power for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I am happy that we have these public minded individuals who are almost always willing to stand up. And fight because without it, without them, we will find ourselves. Because when I spoke, to, I spoke to Professor Apiajeta yesterday, and I said, I told him, me random person, I don't understand what you're going to do. And he said, just take a look at the powers that are given to the president under this law, and then imagine any situation, any bad situation you want to think of, yeah, and give yourself those powers. So you can see. Elections are so coming. elections have come. It's and an emergency, the, and the opposition is fooling. So, so we have to. That's it. It's an emergency situation. The, the way the general secretary is talking, talking. Uh, we have to control the matter. Uh, and these, <laughs> these, are, these, these are that we did not give. Now, my, 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 my one other criticism of this would be when the conversation came up in Parliament, and this is why we need our Parliament to be a bit stronger. It, it's not a parliament. It should not be a Parliament of majority minority on all matters. I think that both sides have very strong lawyers. Mm-hmm. Persons also from civil society who have made their way into parliament for whom at the time that this law came about they should have been concerned. But it, it was as always reduced to a conversation of well we want to do this and the, the NDC wants to oppose. So 130 something people sat in parliament and said give the president these powers without actually considering the ramifications of the powers that they had just handed over. And our democracy cannot grow that way. So, my small... You know, the powers could have even prevented parliament from meeting. (laughs) So, they they went to pass a law giving powers to a president who could say that to their own that's that's not possible Sky let me wrap up Sky (laughs) Sky that's an extreme Sky pull out EI 63 that's an extreme no 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 parliament Sky in the case of the state of emergency parliament is the body that can override the president now so that implies that parliament will be in session yes in this particular case you give the power to to overturn or to see to to end the, the under our constitutional no, dispensation no, fourth I'm, republic yeah. no precedent no precedent so, so I'm coming, so I'm not coming. even the supreme court can no, say I'm, that I'm, I'm coming uh, on. 
I'm not saying that disband parliament. No, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't talk of disband. The, the parliament cannot sit. How Sky, you have an emergency situation, <laughs> and therefore you have been given powers to do certain things. And I'm saying that the reason why this case is important is that somebody can interpret this power, power to mean that That's it will be against public health if parliament if parliament goes to sit. That's a stretch. Be you haven't seen mad people in your <laughs> life. Eh? <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> the history of civilization would tell you that nothing is a stretch. No, I'm just saying that. You see, it's not. It's not like. It's not like <laughs> Sky. You are. We are just lucky that we've had proper people. <laughs> you, it will shock you in some countries. <laughs> is it? Is it? In those countries, you know, as know. we had before, you don't know. There are express provisions that empower the president to dissolve parliament. Yes. Do you understand? Our constitution doesn't grant that the president has absolutely no authority to say parliament is hereby dissolved, people should go home, and he assumes no, the executive. What I'm saying is that parliament mm. should be concerned that you are giving unfettered powers to an executive. Yeah, which which we criticize. Which could be used against you. Mm-hmm. So there are cases where parliament must act in the interest of the state, All not the in time. the interest of the government or the party in power. Which is the point. It is, it is what they are required to do. All how the time. does how do one thirty seven people not see? This very glaring because in fact i don't even need to be a lawyer to see based on what the man wrote the problem is the not correct that you are even saying that you can intercept people's conversations and basically because you want to give them information you can interfere with what the telcos are doing to send them information about their own public safety the question is now that you know what they did was unconstitutional what will be the implication in fact which is what we live with almost all the time the thing is moot the last three uh reliefs in the domain level case yeah. is moot so it's very clear that the horse has already bolted. Yeah, but, but so we, okay. we, we require a bit more. The point I, I, I want to make is we require a bit more rigor from our parliamentarians on some of these things. And some of these conversations are not conversations to be had on a partisan basis. Oh. There has to be an understanding that on some of these matters, Mr. President says we should look at this. Yes, mm. we'll look at it. But the ramifications of what you are looking at Charlie? should be such that, okay, this is not one of those matters. Which is why I, I was a bit surprised at that time Sorry. that we did not have some pushback from some of the people we know have excess, uh, you know, have specialized knowledge. I think the only the, the only mitigating factor is that because COVID was so strange and so new and people were so afraid, there wasn't. In, I even admit in the middle there wasn't a lot of. If you focus on even our coverage, yeah. a lot of our coverage was on the COVID numbers mm-hmm. and the yeah, president's daily that. appearances because the mood of the nation was that. We are in a crisis that we need to be rallied. So I, I'm saying that you, you, you need to discuss it from that perspective too. That people were basically worried that they couldn't, they won't survive. But this it, it, I, I will not buy that because that's why we pay parliamentarians the amount of money we pay them and provide. That they should have known the, uh, because they're supposed to have clarity of thought at all times when we are mad. <laughs> are you? They are not supposed to have clarity of thought at all times. They are required, where appropriate, to invite, you know, legal brains and say, look, we are extending this a memo we want you to bring. This proposal by the president to do A, B, C, D. What's your view on it? So, the likes of C, D, D, I, D. But people had spoken oh, about people, it they before didn't, they didn't the law was passed. They didn't mind. They did not they didn't listen. People spoke about it. That's why the opposition people said they didn't agree. So that is what I'm saying. That there was this. Was, was there? I wasn't here. Was there an invitation to the civil society? No, but the civil society organisation, the committee level, which is which you see, you are looking at the which is the the criticism yeah. I am making of Parliament. Even I'm saying we said we are part because as I'm saying that we the media. Are said, you were here? We, we didn't give it that level of. <laughs> no, yeah, we the media. Not I'm not going to like the media generally didn't <laughs> make it. We didn't a give case. it that level of because I'm saying that at the time mm. our main focus was the COVID numbers. 
the number rising, yes. how many people are dying. So it's, it's like the whole framing. It was like they smuggled the thing. Mm-hmm. No, they did not. I said it was like. Yes, but they did not. You see, um, I, I agree with you on the criticism of the media as yeah, well. We focused on COVID numbers and death. They should know better. Special TV yeah, but now we've learned. Hopefully. That now during emergency, that's when we look inside where we're. Hopefully. And then there's the dumb level. Charlie. Um, one as well. the guy. To Amnya. I, I, I concur with your, your, with, the, with your position on speed and the fact that we, it would have been more impactful at the time for the Supreme Court to speak and say, hold it, this is not the way things are supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Yes, they've given the ruling and it's gone. But the impact at the time would have saved a lot of things. And again, it brings me to protection. Sometimes we need state organizations or state institutions to protect the state properly. Mm-hmm. This protection comes a bit late. Yeah, I wanted to do an agama lizard. <laughs> it comes a bit late. I want to do an agama lizard. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree with you when you say that the request for state agencies to present CVs state agencies was broad but I'm saying that if you look at what the constitution says about <clears throat> the EC <clears throat> requesting the EC people to submit their CVs and again if you look at the judgment on the Dumelevo case where the issue of his independence was asserted by the judgment mm. you, can, you can extrapolate and say that any attempt to control or direct the electoral commission by whichever body, whether the president or whoever, is can be deemed unconstitutional. Do you understand? So I'm not talking about the media carriers, I'm not talking about just take a, a, a requirement, a directive that because the, the the government is not the supervisor of the EC. Right? Because if you say somebody's an independent constitutional body, they are their only master is the constitution. So they, they, they are they are no they are they are they are they take their powers from the constitution directly. Mm. So and if and Article forty six one is very clear mm. that in the exercise of their functions they are not supposed to be directed or controlled. Mm-hmm. Okay, now if you say they should give you their CV, what are you looking for the CV for? You see, let's distinguish in my view respectfully. Mm-hmm. Request for information mm-hmm. from a constructive or real act of control. Or, which is the other word? Direction. Direction. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. I, with the greatest respect to those of my colleagues who disagree, mm-hmm. do not believe that merely a state mm-hmm. institution or the executive authority used to say, oh, we need this information. Without more, in my view, does not amount to directing or... And when they requested for the information, did they state the basis for the request? Well, the, the from the, the memo, them. the memo that we've seen, mm-hmm. and you see, my concern was not so much with you know asking for the CV per se. My focus at the time we were discussing it this morning was that we were creating the impression that the directive went only to the electoral yes, commission, and that point has been made. But uh-huh. that, that, even if it, if if it was not, uh-huh. the fact that you see you can ask 100 people to do something, hmm. but the one that is of concern to people is the EC because let me ask I, you, I'm coming. Okay. You see, people, you are right that people should not um, skew the context to make it look like the president is seeking only to influence the EC. Yeah. But I'm saying that that is one fact. Mm-hmm. But the other fact would be that even if he's influencing 100 people, mm-hmm. 
asking MPA officials to bring their CV is not of the same consequence as asking the EC. I, I because I'm coming because the EC is an independent constitutional body. The NCA is not. I don't want us to engage influencing. I'm saying, if yes. you look at the request, it yes. says submit. For what purpose? See, that is not provided. So that's something that they should then say as part of our regular gift misrationalization of salaries uh-huh. or something. Uh-huh. We are looking for CV. Uh, so that but is why every statement that I said, I just give you my CV. No, no, Magdor, Magdor, yes. Yes. that was why I was saying, and if you see my conversations on our various platforms, yes. I said that. Yes. Let us not frame the discussion along, oh, the president has directed the EC. No. Because if you read the internal memo, that was what came out first yes. of the EC. Yes. It says that state agencies had been asked to do ABC. So there was no restriction to the electoral commission alone. Mm-hmm. Therefore, let's find out from the original memo yeah. what the request yeah, was. But my point is, and people, beyond that, people, let's find out are why. People, are people highlighting the EC out of mischief or, I, out, I think no, wait, or out of fear? That, you see, they take don't rush. The, EC, rush. the EC is a, a body that is and that look when they were vetting the cj uh, i can say most of the ndc questions were about the ec uh, uh, uh what do you call it um i said not yes so my point is that you see mm. the thing is already in the news mm-hmm. so people can be flagging it because they believe that there could be attempts to influence uh-huh. right? so you see so that's something that so there are two sides don't frame it as if it's only the ec uh-huh. that's true but uh-huh. also if you said you should submit, what is the purpose? You see, that's why I'm that saying. That is also, you see, so two we, things can be true. Okay, so let, me, let me ask you. Ben, we don't have to argue about ben, this. We, I'm we, saying we, that, look, I have agreed with what you are saying, uh-huh. that we shouldn't frame it as only the EC. Uh-huh. And I'm also saying that uh-huh. the person requesting the information should also give us the basis. I, I, that was that what I you told you, so Bernard. Look, we are jo- our job is to request for information. And in fact, there's a law in this country that says that what? In appropriate cases, mm. you may request information from any state institution. Yeah. But people right can now, perceive the request to be an attempt to influence. That's why I'm saying. Which is why the person making the request must also establish the basis. Let's look into it. I'm not, yeah. um, you see, let, let, let us put, let's not put a negative spin on it before now trying to establish okay. whether there was a negative intention I from the it. very beginning. But the person who made the request can also prevent that by stating explicitly why uh, they wanted it. Uh-huh, that is fair. That's a fair request to so make. So that then it will remove the negative. Uh-huh, so the let's write to the presidency within the remit of the uh, Freedom of Information Act and say, yeah. Mr. President, why did you request exactly. ABCD? That was all the same the way we can write to the Electoral can, Commission to, have a lot of English. to so say that, Mr. Uh, Chairman of the Electoral Commission, uh, these people who are occupying these positions, you know what was their background and all i get that. you if it comes with force within the remit of the act we can make that request yeah. so i i have said mm. that merely requesting for information Cut. without more yes. does not in my view yes. respectfully amount to control or, or, or yeah so thank you for that we are going to be turning attention to an equally important discussion when we come back now, if you own a property, don't run away. You have to listen. You, you have your property. <laughs> property tax. <laughs> you have to pay. We are paying. You have to pay. We are paying. I told you they have sent me some text messages and I was not sure about it. Now you'll be sure. So I have not submitted by No, you. they are coming to make you sure. <laughs> well, everybody is looking for that one thing that pushes them to bring out the, their best and enables them to reach peak performance. Your car wants the same thing. That's why you need to give it Shell Helix engine oil. Whether you're cruising on the open road or battling with busy traffic, Shell Helix will keep your engine running smoothly. Choose Shell Helix Lubricant Munkoswahini for the ultimate power performance and protection. Visit your local Shell station today and experience the difference for yourself. 
Now, today is World Milk Day. This day was established by the UN to celebrate the importance of milk as a global food in the dairy sector. Dano Milk, your nutritious instant powdered milk, will celebrate WMD by reaffirming our commitment to providing our cherished consumers in Ghana with high-quality, tasty and nutritious milk products. Join us in the celebration as we give you up to 20,000 packs of hot breakfast beverage enriched with Dano Milk from June 1 to June 3. Dano Milk, go for it. Now, the data analytics revolution is on and you can empower your team to work smart, save time and deliver insights from data using the world's most powerful business tools, Microsoft Excel and Power BI. You can get in touch with Finex Skills Hub. They will offer uh, you and your team practical training for individuals and corporates in Excel for work, data analytics and financial modeling. Register now via finexskillshub.com or call 0244-782-356 or sign up for our corporate and individual training sessions. Finex Skills Hub, learn, connect, grow. And if you're a government worker whose salary is paid by the controller and accountant general's department and you need a loan, speak to First Atlantic Bank. Their payroll loan is what you need to get all your things sorted uh, send a message or get in touch with them by dialing star 442 star 30 hash or walk into any branch and have a sit down with them. Remember, T's and C's apply first. Atlantic Bank, refreshingly different. There's more on the property rate when we come back. Stay with us. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. All right, so we're going straight into the discussion of the matters. And my guest, I'll allow my guest to introduce himself and then we'll just go straight into the conversation. But if you have any concern about the announced partnership between the assemblies and the GRA to allow for more efficient and effective property rate collection. You can send your questions to us. Um, uh, that's very important. Indeed, some people have already started sending questions about the process and other issues. So you can send us a, a, your comments on 0549986996. So say, uh, good morning. Please tell us who you are and why you are here. Good morning, Bernard. Good morning. And good morning to all our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, People might be watching on Facebook, right? Oh, yes, they are. Okay, so today I work for myassembly.gov.gh, a project being run by GRE okay. on the property rates, mm-hmm. the new property rate management regime. Mm. Yeah. So myassembly.gov.gh is the platform that is used to collect property rates. What's the background? Give us some context right. to this partnership. Uh, That's basic. You know, property rate has been done over the years, mm-hmm. uh, since Gorgesberg days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the accounts used to call it uh, Ntokra tour, right? Mm-hmm. I hear they then use the number of windows attached to the building to calculate it, and then they give you a rate to pay. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> those regime had moved on, and I think we've done a number of reforms over the years mm-hmm. until now the current one that we are trying to apply technology mm-hmm. just to what we have done over the years. Mm-hmm. One of the very, very, very serious reasons why we had to do this was mainly to promote and improve accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, Somebody goes to somebody's home, collects their money, issues a receipt, 
there was this thing that was referred to within the property rate collection or the rate collection uh, environment. There's some form of undercarboning. So mm-hmm. Bernard gives me thousand CDs. I'm able to manage and give Bernard a thousand CD receipt. But in fact, what I'm accounting for may be slightly less. Mm-hmm. And uh, some associated challenges with the regimes that we have used over the period, okay. which were not that much efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we decided to apply technology, modern day technology to it, so that now everything is going online. Mm. In, if you could see, GRA more or less is doing a lot of e-things, e-vat, e-this, e-that. Okay. So the property regime also has uh, uh, witnessed the same e kind of thing so everybody who is going to pay property rate from now must go on the myassembly.gov.gh platform mm. uh, to register add your property to your account the uh-huh. way you want it if you have 100 properties add all these 100 properties to the same account they will be billed differently whatever amount of money you pay will be applied to all these as many as you decide to pay for but why would i want and to do that, that why would why would somebody's property want to go to my assembly.com and put his property there he's happy he's happy that his property is not being captured so yes. why why would i go the, and put my the property properties there? are already captured on the system and okay. there is there let me the why a lot of yeah so I'm what's the, the what 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 yes. was the benefit of the motivation yes. not the benefit the motivation is that mm-hmm. the properties are already identified mm-hmm. the bills are already applied to the properties okay and it's sitting in on the database somewhere okay for bernard to be able to see the pro his property mm-hmm. and whatever amount is attached to his property for him to pay mm-hmm. he will have to go online so whether you like it or not you have but, to log on to be able to have access but the, the question is at what point then, did my property get there and how did you know how much i'm so how did you tell me how much i'm supposed okay, to pay that, that's beautiful uh in Ghana, the law, the Agnitri states exactly what, how your property should be valued mm-hmm. and how you should get it. The law says that the land valuation division mm-hmm. of, of uh, the Lands Commission mm-hmm. has to register, uh, value every property in every assembly. After LVD had finished valuing the properties, LVD provides it to the MMDs, mm-hmm. that, that is the assemblies. The assemblies will have to publish it over a period of time. And it is now, the onus is now on property owners to to go and verify check and then you see your property the values attached to it and then the assembly men mm-hmm. in the various assemblies they are the parliament of the local assemblies they will have to meet and 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 determine what we call the rate impost these rate imposts are determined by the assemblies they apply it to the value of your property so let's say the rate impost determined for a particular class of area is 0. 0.0001 mm-hmm. we multiply all the values of the properties within the district on the various levels it's not the same for everybody but the various mm-hmm. levels you apply the rate imposed and whatever numbers that come out is what is charged as property rate mm-hmm. so the rate imposed multiplied by the value of your property will give the assembly the rate that they should charge you for the year wow and they val- they, they review it periodically so what percentage of properties in the country have been captured in this system currently in fact if you look at the what the uh, uh, statistical services gave us in the housing and population census that's about eight point something but on our system because we are using the base maps and we've procured the whole all the base maps for the whole country uh, we are seeing about 10.1 
million properties on the system so on our system you will get a little more properties than you will get from the population and housing census how current are these the base maps we have the latest base maps we in other words maybe a month old or no it's uh this this will be like three months three four months old and, and what do you define as property the the law defines the property as immovable tenements within the locality so, so the atacama buildings or kiosk atacama building qualifies because it is immovable okay but the kiosk and the wooden and uh, the now the, there's a very popular the one which is container. the container if i was on one show when somebody called and he said he rents a a, a container and he pays i think 300 cities a month for the container and for that matter he doesn't understand why uh, we are saying uh, uh, containers cannot pay because they are movable mm. uh, but that's the position of the law if you want something else then you have to go and touch the law and make some changes in other words agogloshi people the sodom and gomorrah people forgive me for my use my characterization of that you know the the, the, the popular place here those people who are there the things they occupy they will pay property rate if it is is immovable if it's a, a building okay. you will pay mm. hey, that the material you use to build does not matter so if it's a kiosk that is movable that is where you have a challenge but if you i use wood to mm -hmm. build my house and I like these prefabs if you travel to some areas you have these prefabricated buildings and things mm. you have to pay because you keep you, you keep referring to the law so i just got a statement from a chamber for local governance yes shalom. A, a press release signed by the president, Dr. Richard Fiadomo. I'm just going to read two paragraphs for your comments. Okay. So this is a, a press release. The property rate tax collection by the DRA is an outright illegality. The Chamber for Local Governance has become aware of a non-dated release issued by the Commissioner General of the GRA under the heading exemption from payment of property taxes. Charlock wishes to state that without any wishes to say without any fear of equivocation that property rate tax is a ceded revenue for district assemblies as enshrined in section 1243 of the local governance act 2016 act 936 and hence cannot be collected by any other institution other than the district assemblies the decision therefore by the government to hand over the collection of property rate taxes to the gra is an outright illegality and flies in the face of article 241 of the Republican Constitution. So, Sky, these guys are inviting us to constitutional matters. You know, I raised this matter when we first discussed. Oh, you did the issue of um, the the giving the authority to some other institution to collect. You, we had a discussion yes, on it. Yes, yes. And and I was pushing back and I was saying that look, this is a matter within the domain of the assemblies. Of course, other people disagree. So I believe that you this know, is what they are. So them. they are quoting the Constitution. Mm. And they're also quoting section 124 of the local government act which says that um the property rate is exceeded revenue and if we need to look at the letter what the 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 the, the provision actually says i don't have this in front of me here the law is here okay so, so if you can do section 1243 <coughs> okay cross three so this, this act 936 one two four this three yes yeah, Internally generated uh, yeah, funds yeah. comprise funds from the following sources yeah. mm -hmm. licenses fees and uh, miscellaneous charges taxes investment income and rates clearly he misquoted the law but uh from but where i mean? sit this is what he wanted to quote mm -hmm. it's 144 okay 144 yeah what's 144? what he wanted to quote mm -hmm. uh, 
a district yeah. shall be the only authority to levy rates oh. for a district this, despite any customary law to the contrary. I this is what a, he wanted. Uh, I think it's a combination of the first and second because it, the, the first one that he quoted, you notice that there's a reference to rates. Yeah. So this is a subsequent provision. The first one is talking about IGF. what they can do. Uh -huh. So the rates... And this one is so can you read the 144 again? Just yeah, for the one public education. The saying the assembly... Uh, he said the district assembly shall be the only mm -hmm. authority to levy rates for a district despite any customary law to the contrary. So I this is what I believe he wanted, he wanted to quote. quote. 1443. This one too, he quoted it wrongly. He said the district assembly is the only authority that will levy. Mm. What it means for me is the imposition. Is that who imposes the Not the collection. The can you read the provision again? The provision is, it says, yes. a district assembly shall be the only authority to levy, to, the levy. Word, to levy rates mm -hmm. for a district despite any customary law mm -hmm. to the, you know, in the olden days. Some the, customary laws can the, come up and say, this one we don't charge. The we can day, also the, king, the chiefs yes. mm -hmm. have their own collections. They do the th things that they yeah. levy for the people to pay. Mm -hmm. Now, this is what the law he wanted to quote. But mm. the law is saying levy. Who is charging? I just explained mm. to you that the law says, the same law is saying that LVD will value the properties. When LVD finishes valuing the properties, they give it to the assemblies. The assemblies go and to their general assembly and determine a rate impost. After that, all GRA systems are doing is taking the LVD value of the property and take the assembly. So land valuation department, division. Yes, of mm -hmm. the lands commission. Mm -hmm. They, the, all that the GRA systems are doing is take these people's data, which mm -hmm. is mandated by law, mm -hmm. take the assemblies, which is also empowered by this very provision that we just read, mm -hmm. and then compute it. Then GRA use their expertise in tax collection to help the assemblies so mobilize their let's, revenue. Let's, let's take it one by one. Based on the 144 you read, yeah. to levy is the role of the assembly. Exactly. And you are saying the GRA is not usurping that rule. It didn't do Because that. the person who imposing the levy is the assembly. Exactly. GRA is using its technology and its expertise to, to assist the assembly in collection. Exactly. Okay. Just Sky, read 241 for me, just for education, because he also brought uh, Article 241. He says that the decision to hand over the collection property okay. rate to the GRA is an illegality and flies in the face of Article 241. Okay. So if uh, you can read 241 for yeah, me. That's under chapter 20 of the Constitution and it says uh, with your permission, quote, Ghana shall have a system of local government and mm. administration which shall, mm -hmm. as far as practicable, be decentralized. So that's all it says? Yeah. That's all. So the but is your system a centralized system yeah, or decentralized system? There are other provisions that they were to and and so. But the, the decentralization is it um, an imperative? Well, decentralized in function or is no is no is no it's more like an ideal. Well, I it would it should be ideal because there is suggesting that you have a centralized system of collection uh -huh. uh, property rates as GRA because you put the whole thing in a, a certain yeah. uh -huh, computerized system. One of my so his point is that back, yeah. this is a a decentralized thing you are supposed so to do. So this is the decentralized aspect of this project. Mm -hmm. you, you heard of GIFMES? Yes, please. You, and GIFMES and uh, they are a system mm -hmm. that is managing certain databases which are coming from where? The assemblies themselves. Each assembly, if you are on these systems, mm -hmm. you go into the system, input your own data. Even though you have 
a big global system mm -hmm. that is managing each assembly is managing its own uh, data from the assembly itself it's the same thing you have so you're arguing that is decentralized so within there, the system. It, there, there is a system managing the thing for you there is not a portfolio system or what we call a, a, a desktop system it's a major system that is managing all the databases except that it's managing is taking gia data uh, uh, nia data sorry mm -hmm. nia data is in the system so you need your ghana card to log on it's a centralized system, sort of, mm -hmm. but you are using it to achieve the aim you want to achieve. Yeah, but the money comes to Accra, right? No, the money is in the assembly. Speak to yeah, any MMDC and he will tell you that we have individualized account for every assembly. In fact, if there is a, we were just talking about. So it's not go to consolidated fund. No, it's Wonderful. not part of the consolidated fund That's at an all. Point. And it goes directly to them, the assemblies themselves. All that the, the, the GRA is doing is to assist them with expertise and capacity. Mm. So what happens to their revenue collectors? Their revenue collectors, what, they, what we did in implementing the project is to bring all of them on board, unless you don't want to. Mm -hmm. Every revenue collector within the assembly, even including not only the revenue collectors. He made mention of something we will get there, mm -hmm. but he was trying to impugn that the MMDAs have no power to tell GRA to assist them. But the law is clear. He gave, he told the MMDAs, if you cannot collect your money, get anybody, so people or companies. So as we speak, the MMDAs have companies within them Which collect, helping them collecting revenue. It's the same process. So we have even brought on board these companies collecting revenue within the district such that nobody necessarily will lose his job. Mm -hmm. So the companies are in some of the assemblies where they have been collecting. They uh, are still there collecting. Okay. Good morning, Bernard. I don't own any property as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, but I received this SMS. <laughs> Yeah. Telling me my property is eligible for property rate. No, so, read it. Read the hello. Read the message. Hello, so so and so. Yeah. A property associated with you. The word is what? Associated with We me. are not paying attention. The it's word is associated. For, what does that mean? You stay in a house, right? Oh, okay. You 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 may have a relative who have a property. Okay. So all these people have some form of properties that they are associated with. So if somebody put your name there as a uh, next so of kin or something if, or what if you are a next of kin you have inherited a property you just stay with your uncle and we chose the word associated because we have a lot of people who are not tech savvy or they might not be too good in mm -hmm. their phones like uh, my brother just started doing his own mm -hmm. uh, they might not be able to do it mm -hmm. so the younger ones or anybody within the property mm -hmm. is supposed to assist whoever owns that property to do it we have sent over 5,000, 5,220 client support officers into the community already who okay. are going into homes to assist people because we have a lot of calls. The call center is very active 24-7 that people are phoning. So this person who that says that he doesn't own a property. He may have a father who owns a property or he may be a renter in a property. So when you go on the portal, it will ask you whether you are a renter, you are an owner or a third party. Third party the, simply the text message you send to him, will he know the specific property you are referring to? No, so, so he has to go on the portal. Saying, go on the portal. The moment he went there, uh, he will follow the whatever is on the portal. The first page you will go to is whether you are an owner. If you enter, you begin to create it to ask you whether you are an owner, a renter, 
or you are a third party and the third party is simply somebody who might have been empowered to do that so we are making provision for somebody who may not necessarily own the property or he's not renting but the brother somebody may be somewhere that he may not be eligible or he may not have the capacity to register then you can register on the person's behalf so if i have a brother abroad and he cannot register there even though he can register anywhere in the world then he calls that but, to, but, did, yamami, didn't you don't you do think that them. to to solidify this arrangement yeah. there could have been some amendment of the local government law to remove all doubt you see because fiadomo is saying that the assembly that can do the levying you've described the way the valuation is done you've done lvd plus your system yeah so, so the assemblies have done their levying lvd had done the valuation the law had been has separated the functions of all the state agencies involved in this mm -hmm. nobody can you no matter how good you are as a valuer you will have to be empowered by lvd to do the valuation otherwise whatever valuation you did no matter how good it is mm -hmm. cannot be used for rating valuation because mm -hmm. you are not lvd so lvd can no what i wanted to, what i wanted to just get to when they say to levy yeah see, in if you say you are levying somebody yeah. in economics you are basically taxing the person or you are imposing a tax on the person yeah. so if your house and I believe that the, the levy is the percentage of the value of the house. I know it's so. Yep. So are we saying that in this context, the levy is the percentage imposed? Because the valuation itself by the LVD is not the levy. No, no, it's not. But the, the valuation determines the... Um, so I'm coming to yep. something. Mm. So if the, if the law says the only person who can levy you is the assembly, is the levy the percentage or the amount you are to pay? I'm asking because... If the value of the house is 100,000 CDs and the percentage is 10%, it means you are supposed to pay 10,000. All right. Oh, we have time. So I'm just asking whether somebody cannot go and say, well, it's only the assembly that can do that whole thing. So to involve the GRA itself is wrong because the levy is the amount I'm supposed to pay. Or you can say that I we are only just presenting the percentage of the value. So once the, the levy percentage has not changed, you can't say that somebody's controlling the, the, the assembly. Do you, uh, you get my argument? Okay, Bernard, I want to explain this. To get the fee, mm -hmm. the rate that you will pay, mm -hmm. the law has broken it now, I was explaining. Mm -hmm. the LVD will have to give the value of the building. Mm -hmm. The assembly, what they do is the rate impost. Wonderful. Then they multiply. What the assemblies have been doing all these years is to multiply the rate impost which they have generated by the LVDs. Oh, so that's what they do all the time. So all that's the changed. years since Kwame okay. Nkrumah days. Mm -hmm. And then the, when you multiply the two, whatever it gives you is what we call the rate. That is the actual, what you are referring to as the levy. So this is what has happened all the years. This is exactly the same thing happening in the system now. You are now using a, a, a system. A so the only difference is that you are using a software to do the calculation. That is the only new thing now here. Based on the valuation that the LVD the has done exactly. and the rates. Exactly. And then the and other the point is that there's, that there's, an, there's a website that you go and you go and then you put your details so that you can basically register your property. There is a portal and there is a, a mobile app. We have just brought the same process to today, to the front way end. of doing things. That's so all. So that's all. Same process. What's the name of the, the portal? 
It's www.myassembly.gov.gh. Okay, so let's all go there. Yeah, I think I'm even going there now so that we can all do it together. So I actually received a text message. I was explaining to you a couple of days ago Mm -hmm. that I received this curious text message from (laughs) some number asking me questions about a property associated with me Mm -hmm. and that I should take steps to pay property rate on it. Mm -hmm. You should be Um, happy that somebody has registered property in your name without your knowledge. No, (laughs) (laughs) no. Before he finishes, let me tell you the beauty of this. We all, I also had a call. Uh-huh. Then a gentleman said he received this message mm. the father's property. The father's passed. Mm-hmm. And they knew that the father had has some form of property around East Legon. Mm-hmm. None of them knows where it is mm-hmm. until they got this wow. message. Yeah. Yes. They knew something was there. Mm-hmm. Since the father passed, that was the end. For those of you who and, are hiding properties from you. Uh-huh, and unveil the property. You see another advantage. Yeah. It's going to offer them because we have our system is located has location. More, more legal suits, Charlie. We can tell everywhere. So imagine if the man died with fifty is. houses and then <laughs> some people are going to take the houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your point was that you when the text message came to you. Yeah. You are not sure which property they are referring to. Exactly. It's, uh, no. So I I know that they. So you see that it comes back to the data they are relying on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You understand? So I I I took some steps regarding you know um, what do you call it an institution. At the the, the property was it the, where they do the registration of businesses? Uh-huh. Uh huh. So yeah, yeah, that's right. It would seem to me that they relied on that data oh. and sent me. Yeah, because it is in connection with an establishment, right? So they must have seen that, and they sent me the text message saying that this particular. Meanwhile, you have no direct relation with the, the property. No, it is the the para, uh, yeah, what yeah, do you call yeah, it? Yeah, the yeah. the my my yeah, my yeah. private. Yeah. What so how did they get? I the, use the address. So they found you on the system and they put it. Aha! Uh-huh. So the question is, which database are they using for the purpose? Maybe they went to their house and they went to ask. No, the because house. because that information was supplied only. To the uh, registrar general. How did you know okay. that Sky so owned the house? So we we are relying. Uh, do you have a Ghana card? Yes, I have Ghana card. Good. If you have Ghana card, a Ghana card, and your information is there, we are relying on those state uh, state databases. Okay. So if you have a Ghana card, and <coughs> somebody would have had one way information or the other. Yeah, but you see, that's basically so these all the states. We are the states. Uh, they are databases are now speaking to each other so it's not easy to hide in it from go now onwards it's not very easy to hide yeah, and it will get to the point where Bena, I could hear Bernard speak about these things always where in the developed countries mm-hmm. uh, uh, you cannot just go and use your car to play some trick and there, go away with it so, so far, your so, number will be picked and you will be followed yeah, so, so I'm getting a lot of good feedback here Somebody wants to know if there's a Momo account that they can use to pay. So I've gone yeah, on the you, portal. You don't pay cash. So I can use Momo to pay. In this regime, if you pay cash to anybody, you've thrown your money away. If you are even an institution and you paid even to the extent that those people who are giving cash to supposed people who are coming from the assembly. You see, let me explain this. The disadvantage is that the system does not know Bernard. It doesn't know me. So if you don't pay on the system, next year the system will bill you again. 
unless the fellow you paid to was able to take steps to make sure that it goes on the system is mm-hmm. a computer is not a human being so next year he doesn't know i gave money to 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 anybody mm-hmm. and the system but will build i think sky was also raising the data protection question mm-hmm. yeah. that his data has found its way into a, a certain portal without his consent or knowledge yeah and that can okay. breach the data is, protection uh, law yeah, that's why i asked yeah if that's you have why a Ghana card. yeah if you have a Ghana card, but he didn't he didn't Authorized Ghana card to, to, to supply that information to, to some assembly that they can be writing letters that you can pay. And 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 mind you, you see, and and the information that the answer he supplied is inaccurate because yes. the the property in issue, they connected it to a registration at the the registrar general's department, and Ghana card people they don't have that information. So, so, yeah, so who went to took? Uh, so you see, so you see, so these are the legal data issues that are emerging. Because if you even go to their portal, yes. they say you are signing onto it, yes. but there are privacy requirements. In other words, you should give your consent regarding. Oh yes, I want to be part of it, but you can't see the privacy requirement that you are talking about. If you click on a, a link, a link down there, yeah. you, you say terms yeah, and conditions. Uh huh. You can see privacy policy, mm. but it said terms and conditions. Which terms and conditions? If you click on it, it doesn't give no, you. Any. In providing our service, you may be asked to write personal information through <coughs> online forms, email, payment processing, da 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 da. da. Uh-huh. We do not sell trade or otherwise share your personal information with others. Any information that we obtain from you will be used lawfully and in strict accordance with Data Protection Act 2012, Act 843, uh-huh. and the GPDR. Uh-huh, you see, yeah, but they put asterisks by terms and conditions. Yes, that's the second one. Uh-huh, but they did not... You, you know what the terms and conditions are? Uh-huh, you see, you, you can argue that, oh, the terms and conditions are those dealing with this privacy I matter. I wish you take your time Bernard, and go through Bernard, let's parts. go back quickly and to the, the point I was making no, about he, the he came here to educate the public on uh-huh. what they should do. <laughs> oh, no, not to, not to, But I know that the legal arguments are great, but we, we, he also came here... He's a legal... So what, what we want to do is that people must know the basics. Yeah, because I did not give my information to yes. the Ghana card people. I understand the Information was given. I understand. Mr. is here okay. to tell people that <laughs> the portal is there. The portal can be accessed. All the information put on the portal, there are some rules around how it to be used. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make a cash payment. Just that, so this is a public education yeah, conversation. Exactly. Now, when I'll bring him back to if come I and address to come and address specific concerns around the user experience and yes. also legality because somebody has sent me a message yes. concerning the user experience yes so mr Lade, there's an, know, a user yeah. experience question that yes. you have to address um, the person was saying that when you uh, register with the site and you try to log in with the property details it mm-hmm. says it doesn't exist now this person says he got the same message of a property in his name he went through the sign up process then when it was time to add the property using the property id it turned up with nothing. I, I don't know if... if yes, so uh, it's it's possible. You should simply call the call center numbers. They were assisted. We have... I was just explaining uh, uh, to Sky. I was just explaining that people go on the portal and instead of choosing A, mm-hmm. there is a clear place which says put in your phone number. But the, that part is for those who have already registered. Immediately under that, you will see create account telling you that if you don't ha- have not already created an account okay. then you cannot log on okay. because the top is saying log on and you haven't you have you don't have an account how do you log on so you create account first so it's basic mistakes they are making that's why we are doing one this more question for you Bernard, good morning kindly ask your guests uh, the system tells me my ghana card cannot be verified yes, i've called uh, the number several times but it doesn't go through how can my issue be sorted which number did he call we have like eight 
call center numbers 24 okay. 7 working is, is the call center number on the, pl- in the portal yes it's on the portal so jeff call the yeah. call center numbers and and see what yeah. you can do um, I think you need to come back. There are a lot of calls coming through, so uh, we always encourage the... the good. The, another question. Good morning, Bernard. The system is good. Is there another system which tells us how much the district has raised and how the money is being used? Yes, yes, there is. If you have access. Mm-hmm. It, you see, whoever is speaking like this should have finished registration and might have paid. I think he has. We have individualized uh, uh, dashboards. Mm-hmm. Then we have a general dashboard. Every assembly knows how much is hitting their account in real time mm. so if you are in an assembly and you are an mc or whoever mm. has that high level access mm. knows all the money hitting their account okay uh, 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 in but, real time but i've been trying to do registration the thing is oh. i've done going through the process could be network so. then if it, it could be network we'll bring mr adade in fact we'll bring mr adade adade back because there are so but many questions my public education <laughs> yes you don't worry <laughs> Standard Water has over 25 years experience in providing quality and refreshing water to quench your thirst. This refreshing water brand is available in 11 regions of the country. We are still expanding. Insist on standard water for your sachet, bottled or dispenser mounted jar. Call 0202 Old Mutual is a decade old in Ghana. And here are some facts about the company. We are leading financial service co- provider that offers innovative customer solutions across Ghana. We have about 500 employees across the nation playing a crucial role in championing customer operations. Call us on 0501-579-204 or visit oldmutual.com.gh for more information. Are you ready to take your education to the next level? Then mark your calendars for the study abroad exhibition organized by Intake Education with over 20 top UK universities. This is your chance to study in a new country, immerse yourself in a new culture, learn about different academic programs and meet with an experienced study abroad team from the UK. Head to our website and sign up and secure your spots today. Go to intake.education forward slash city and get the adventure of a lifetime. It's on 14th June at 10 a.m. at Mervyn Peak Ambassador Hotel. It's until 4 p.m. GR is announcing for the information of the public that with passage of the VAT Amendment Act, all importers who qualify to register for VAT and have failed to do so from Tuesday, June 6th, will be charged an additional 12.5% of the customs value of taxable goods, including the vehicles they import. This upfront payment is charged at importation on taxable goods imported in commercial quantities with a value of 200000 and above. Can you know that the upfront payment is not a new tax? It's a compliance tool to encourage persons required to register for VAT to register and file tax returns in order to bring parity in the administration of VAT. For more information, call GRA on their toll-free number 0800-900-110. That's 0800-900-110. We will bring Mr. Adadi back to answer more questions. There's a lot of interest in the uh, payment of property rate. So this is not the end of the matter. But this is the end of the show for today. (laughs) 